Welcome to the Scrubverse podcast, your last stop for the latest in gaming news and pop culture. We're your hosts, Chris and Corey. Prepare for dissension. this twitter uh this twitter thread it's uh, it's the guy his name on twitter is alan underscore underscore cheap shot and it's just crazy vince mcmahon stories and there are so many it's so great it just keeps going mm-hmm. and people are adding to it and all that like one of these it says like Vince thinks throwing slash pushing someone into a swimming pool while fully clothed is the funniest thing on planet Earth. There was one that I read where it's just like Vince McMahon uh, got into a race, like a car race with one of his, uh, yeah, his yeah. co-workers. And he tried to like drive him off the road and like was blocking him in to hit like mm-hmm. the uh, this barrier the perimeter. The, the median, yeah. And he had to slow down and break in order for him not to fucking die. And Vince McMahon comes back and was just like, I won. I won the fucking race. Like, you <laughs> he, piece of shit. He is a madman. <laughs> He's there out was of his one, fucking mind. There's one where he, like, uh, antagonized some gorilla at a zoo, but I don't think it ended up being true. I think it ended up being false. I don't false. think that's what it is. But isn't it hilarious because he has the gorilla walk that he would be uh-huh. antagonizing a gorilla? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. There's one where he thinks head nodding. He doesn't like yes men, even though he's completely surrounded by yes men. Mm-hmm. But he thinks like when he you nod, he fucking hates it. Yeah. No, there it, there is insane. I think the first one I read is like Vince hates sneezing, and if you sneeze in his presence, <laughs> he loses his fucking yes. Shit. He and when on the rare occasions that he sneezes, he fucking mumbles and gets mad at himself. <laughs> Those those are the this man owns WWE. He's a crazy man. I mean, he could essentially do whatever he wants because he thinks he's God in his own and in, in his own right. He's he's probably right because he owns the entire monopoly that is like mainstream the wrestling. WWE. Yep. Yeah. There, there was one that you were telling me uh, about the time where he fucking shit himself during an <laughs> interview, and he just he just I kept, forgot. I didn't think you were gonna bring that one up. He just kept face. <laughs> He just kept face and kept on going with it. And All it right, so like, the story the story is so I don't know the names of it, but I think one of the announcers for WWE was in the car with somebody else. That's I don't know if he was an announcer or something, but he was something to do with WWE, mm-hmm. and he let out a rank fart. Okay, so rank that the guy threw up. <laughs> and knowing Vince, knowing like I could do that, uh-huh. so he tries. He goes by the guy and he tries to fart really bad, so he can, and he ends up shitting himself. And knowing Vince McMahon, the man probably wears whitey tighties, so mm-hmm. everything's just like, like mushed just, up, just mushed up, and like yeah. Compact. The problem is he had a promo like two minutes before that that he had to go do, and he couldn't change, so he did the promo or announcement in his shit-filled underwear pants, and the crew, the film, like the film crew, was advised to film him from the waist up. That's fantastic. <laughs> That's and it's a true story. It is a true. That's crazy. Like that is. Go check this out. We'll uh, we'll pop it up. So check it out on the Scrubverse Twitter, because now Chris, we have Scrubverse has a Twitter. Yeah. Scrubverse has an Instagram. Yeah. If you're watching this on Twitch, we have a Twitch. And what else do we have? We have one more, don't we? YouTube. YouTube. We have a YouTube channel. We have a YouTube yes. channel. 
That'll be coming. So go check those out. So cool. Yeah, it's crazy. It's great. Vince McMahon's a fucking madman. Have you seen the PlayStation State of Play? Yes, I have. Okay. I, I know what you're obviously excited about. Oh, but yeah. We're, well, we're there's just... there's actually more than one thing on here that I'm excited about. But okay. since it's the first one on that, I guess I'll take it. Yeah, go ahead, man. To precipitate this, uh, it's it's kind of like PlayStation was like, fuck the E3 announcements. Like, this is going to be our, this is our Nintendo Direct. Yeah. And it's very short, sweet, and to the point. So the first one on it is my, we finally, like, since back be, before the beginning of the year, or it might have been right at, be, right at the beginning of the year, I, Monster Hunter World Iceborne was announced. Like, it's the next expansion. It's a huge expansion. It's not just some DLC and all that stuff. It is the next expansion. We're getting ice, like snow levels and all this. Mm-hmm. So Monster Hunter World Iceborne is coming out September 6th on consoles. And then they're still not doing the the the, uh, the PC release at the same time. But it is coming quicker. It's not going to be six months afterwards. It's coming. It's going to have a winter release. Okay. Uh, so I'll be double dipping. I double dipped with Monster Hunter World. I'll be double dipping with this one too. What do you mainly play on? Uh, PS4 on console, but I love to play on PC. PS4 has all of my like all of my stuff that I I've played the most on. It has my 300 350 hours that I put into it. Okay. But the PC version, I enjoy the PC version better because the load times are amazing and the mods are really nice. And it's not mods that break the game. It's just mods that like make shinies on the ground look better. So, I don't know, you played Monster Hunter World for a little bit, didn't you? Yeah, when it first came out. Did you ever do any of the fishing shit? The fishing shit's super boring. Yeah. But whenever you do the fishing shit, there's like this god light that comes down to show you where you're about to land it. They have put that on every shiny that drops. That's pretty fucking So dope. you can see shinies better. They also have the PC version, which the PS4 version just came out with it too, but the PC version has just an upscaler. It looks better. Mm-hmm. Uh. I'm telling you, too, do you remember some load times were real bad on the PS4, right? Yes, I do. Even with the PS4 Pro, they're rough. Instantaneous on the PC. Okay. Like, I, I start a mission, I'm boom in the mission. Like, that's what I love. Yeah, I, I remember, like, even, like, transitioning certain areas within yeah. yep. Monster Hunter World was very long it was rough so it was rough also the default is xbox like the icons that you see like push x or all that you can get a mod to just make everything playstation 2 or playstation buttons as well so it's all moddable it's awesome now be aware on the pc there are mods that are game breakers like one hit kill monsters i was in a room once where we were going to fight something the guy runs up hits it the quest is over I'm like, I don't like this. <laughs> Wouldn't Capcom do something about that? Because that's inherently you can. The they game. can get in trouble. They can get in trouble real bad for it. And anyone that was in that group fighting with them will also could also get in trouble. So I that avidly sucks. stay. I avidly stay away and kick those people out of my rooms. Mm-hmm. But yes, if you watched uh, the trailer, we got the new area shown. It's mm-hmm. very like very snowy area. It's really cool. I love my, I love the Capcom team's uh stuff when it comes to Monster Hunter cuz they get really into it. But it looks great. We saw a couple monsters. We saw the Brombos, I believe. It's the big ram monster that we saw. It looks a lot if you ever played any Monster Hunter uh games before, it looks a lot uh, like Baroth and Duramboros mixed together, just the way it moves and shit like that. Is that the elf uh, looking thing? Yeah, that's the elk-looking thing. Okay. It looks really cool. The other one is basically, that's the Burratotus. It's a subspecies of the Juratotus, uh, but it just goes in snow instead of mud or water or mm-hmm. anything like that, or lava. Uh, we also got Nargacuga, 
So many people are super happy about. Is Narga that the Kuga. bat thing? That is the bat thing. Okay. It is a bitch to fight, but it's Nargakuga looks super cool. And they also announced that it will have turf wars with everybody. So they have made specific turf wars, just like Devil Joe had specific turf wars with everything. Is is that and just like a mechanic of the Nargakuga? That's just a mechanic of monsters in general in Monster Hunter okay. World. Also, we got the new Elder Dragon, which is a specific Ice Elder Dragon called Velkana. Which looks great. It, it looks and, pretty badass. And so I don't think it was in the original release, but there was another release of the trailer that when it shows the uh, release date, which is the 6th of September, which is two days after my birthday. So mm-hmm. I'm super excited about that. You start, you kind of see like a rumble, like kind of like Jurassic Park when they're looking in the water. Mm-hmm. And then you hear a familiar roar. And it's 100% Tigrix. Tigrix is, is so, at that big bitch in the water, right? Tigrix is the one that is like runs towards you and throws shit at you and yells at you and all this other shit. Okay. I saw this coming because Tigrix or Tigrix or however you want to say it uh, first was introduced in Monster Hunter Freedom, I think. I can't remember. It's one of the P or it's one of the Freedom 2 or something like that. Is that the PSP one? Yes. It's the one where we first got the Ice Zone. Okay. Uh, So it makes sense that with the Ice Zone that we get Tigrix back. Mm -hmm. And everyone... Tigrix is real fun. It's bullshit, but it's real fun. Uh, I hope, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, I hope that we don't get many more of the same monsters that we've seen before. You want to see new ones? I want to see new ones. But there are some fan favorites, like the Blagonga, which was the big ice uh, monkey. I would like to see that one come back. I really liked him. Uh, we might see Kizu or Giganox come back since we have an ice zone now. Kizu, is basic, Kizu and Giganox are basically like Kizu is a penis dragon because the way his he doesn't have eyes. He kind of reminds me of the Nair's Ghoul from Lord of the Rings. They look very like penis looking dragons. Is that's the only way I can expl- explain it? Okay. And uh, the Giganox looks more. It looks like the Kizu, but it's more like a flatworm. Like it. he has more like of a flatter style body and all that stuff. So it's just a very phallic looking beast. Okay. Very phallic. Very phallic. Got it. They're super like I'm so excited about this. I will be putting I'm actually cuz AT Arc Tempered Nergigante came out this week too. So next week I'm probably going to be getting back into Monster Hunter and playing that a lot. So. Nice. Other th- other things on the PlayStation State of Play we saw. What was that? Riverbond looked kind of cool. It looked like 3D Dot Heroes. Yes, that's exactly what I was what I was thinking. 3D yes. Dot Hero is one of I don't want to say my favorite games, but it's a very beloved game of mine from the PlayStation 3. Mm-hmm. It was Zelda when I didn't have my Super Nintendo. Um, yeah, it looks, it 100%. looks cool. They had Shovel Knight and the guy from Enter the Gungeon. Yeah, they have the so that they have the Bulletkin, which is from uh, Enter the Gungeon. They mm-hmm. have Shovel Knight, which is from Shovel Knight. They have Raz from Psychonauts. They have uh, the guy from Bastion. Guy from they Guacamelee. Guacamelee, all that stuff. So yep. looks pretty cool. Uh, there's co-op play, but it said couch co-op, so I don't know if it's going to be online yeah, it's local. co-op. Yeah, I think it, I think it's all local. It looks really fun. Uh, this game can't be more than it can't be a sixty dollars game. If it's a sixty dollars game, I wouldn't buy this game. Mm-mm. But it looks fun. Like I would. It's like a like, twenty thirty dollars game. But I mean, it, it looks cool. It's it's like um Castle Crashers. Castle yeah, Crashers yeah, yeah. and uh, three dot here put together. Uh, be prepared to probably see this on one of the PlayStation Plus free games. <laughs> Once yeah. it comes out, like months after it comes out, you'll be like, oh, I got Riverbond for free. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. You should be excited for this one. I am. I am. So Predator Hunting Grounds looks like it looks like Dead by Daylight, mm-hmm. but with Predators. Yeah. 
when I read about the when I read about it on the blog, it says there's going to be four players that can command a squad of four that have different abilities. Like some are like you shotguns, rifles, snipers, all that stuff, and then another player plays as the predator. Mm-hmm. It's another evolve. It's another asymmetrical multiplayer game. Hopefully, I'll it be doesn't playing fail. It it's predator. Hopefully it doesn't like go to shit because this could just... be really cool because you could pick different kinds of predators to play as. Yeah, but you know what? That was the same appeal that all the other asymmetrical multiplayer games had. It was Evolve had all the different creatures, Dead mm-hmm. by Daylight, and Friday the Thirteenth had all the different fucking horror yeah. monster things. Do I? Ex- yeah, they had all the different Jasons and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Do I expect this to be like a box office brick? No, it's not going to be. It's not going to make millions upon millions. Of dollars but it looks like it's gonna be fun and i hope it's enjoyable because i'll be playing it no, it looks right up your alley so I'm, I'm watching that trailer so if you go and watch this we'll have the youtube link in the stuff and you can actually watch it right now if you watch this you're watching it you're like okay this is something you're in the jungle but then you hear it you hear the drum mm-hmm. from the first movie i was like when i was watching i was like predator it's fucking predator and then you see like the the camouflage outline i was like oh man oh yeah <laughs> to be honest when i saw it i was just like what you're making another fucking ghost recon and then all of a sudden you see the predator in the background i'm like oh yeah because shit. the 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 character models of those guys don't look great no they they look kind of basic mm-hmm. but i was like all right i'll play a predator game based off of like predator one yeah that's awesome so uh finally coming out i guess <laughs> finally medieval remake um i didn't know people wanted this exactly (laughs) who asked for this i never played it (laughs) like i know that people are getting in with the hype of you know the crash bandicoot remake spyro spyro reignited i didn't think that medieval had that much of a cult following like the only person that i know that loves that game is my aunt that's it (laughs) Is so is medieval? Does it work off of the Maximo series as well? I don't think so. Are they related or is Maximo different? I think Maximo is separate from medieval. Don't okay. quote me Ma- on it because Maximo r- reminds me a lot of go- uh, Ghosts and Goblins mm-hmm. because you lo- you get hit, you lose your armor, you're in your underwear, and all that stuff. So yep. I don't know. Like medieval looks cool. It's very from that time. I think you understand. Yeah, when you it's, watch it's it. like they all they did was grab the game and then. Put a nice fresh coat they of paint t- on it. They took a bar of HD and went. <laughs> <laughs> I won't be playing it, but that frame it's not rate my cup of looks horrendous. It looks yeah. really, really bad. Also, away the survival series. This looks weird. It's Animal Planet the game. Yeah, it's, like I'm, you look like you're you're playing as a sugar glider for one. I'm hoping That's what you that are. you can be other animals as well, or you're just stuck being the rat. Um, I want you to be the tarantula that shows up at the yeah, end. Yeah. I bet you didn't like the snakes and the tarantula. You're just like, fuck that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's cool because like I saw at one point, like you're riding a deer or an elk because you're trying mm-hmm. to get away from like a fucking fire tornado. Yeah. I don't know. This is another one that will probably be on the PlayStation. Spoiler Plus. alert. You have to survive man and its expansion as it like oh, burns yeah. down all your rainforests for uh, yeah. industrial and corporate greed. It look it looks like it could be like a journey type of game, mm-hmm. like one of those. So probably not not gonna be like your the kids aren't gonna be like I need I need away the survival series for Christmas. You're not gonna you'll have one kid do that and you'll 
You need to watch. You'll that have kid. like the Erky Artie <laughs> kid that's just like, oh, have you guys played Away the Survival Series? And like pushes up his glasses and just oh, like, the anime push up. The anime push up. That's the, the thing. The so hipster. you also have glasses. Do you do you adjust your glasses like that, or do you adjust your glasses like this? I I go like that. I just realized for audio listeners. <laughs> <laughs> Do you push your glasses up in the middle or do you go from the side and adjust? I go from the side and adjust them. I think that's even more pretentious than going straight to the middle. Oh, you think I, so? I, go, I either go to the middle or I grab both. So the reason I do it is I Stephen Colbert. I, I saw Stephen Colbert do that and I adjust my glasses like okay, that. Okay, so I am vindicated in saying that it looks very pretentious because Stephen <laughs> Colbert is a very pretentious man. You shut your mouth about Stephen Colbert right now. That man's a goddamn national hero. Uh, I was more akin to John Stewart than Stephen Colbert. That's I like that was John. My, I like John Stewart too. Yeah. yeah. New Days of Play Steel PlayStation Four Limited Edition. I don't fucking care. Uh, it looks cool. It looks really nice. It looks nice. If I didn't have one, I'd buy it. It's a slim. So it's what it is. Whatever. I have an old style PlayStation Four, and I have a PlayStation Four Pro. Mm-hmm. Uh, my wife will not let me buy another one. <laughs> and then finally the playstation the playstation the final fantasy 7 remake dude there um, is so much fucking people are pissed off about this there, there's a lot of issues that I, I i'm seeing with this one and they, they've they've doubled down on the whole split between multiple parts i don't know if they're going to do three parts or four parts it's going to be episodic well yeah it's going to be episodic first off that is the only gameplay footage that they actually have. They haven't done. You don't think they have I don't any think more? They've done anything else other than that? People um, are in an uprising about Barrett's voice actor too. Why? He, like sounds he sounds fine. He sounds like I would think Barrett to sound like. I'm not gonna Who lie. Who cares? I thought that he was going to be Mr. T. I would have paid <sighs> however more I could to get Mr. T to voice Barrett, but you know it is what it is. Yeah. Um. I think that the game looks fine. The problem it is, is that, one, combat looks very bare bones. They just threw this out just to show it. Yeah. Like, I don't know if they're going to implement, like, some materia system in there as you play. Yeah. I guess I was kind of expecting something similar to Crisis Core. Maybe a little bit okay. closer to that. Yeah. I liked Crisis Core. Yeah, Crisis Core was good. People are bitching about, like, and that's the thing. Like, there's this is a game that is beloved by millions. Mm-hmm. So, people are bitching about it right it's they're just like oh the combat system's garbage bears voice actors garbage episodics garbage i'm just like shut the fuck up i was listening to jim sterling talk about this and what he was saying Mm -hmm. is like you know it's obvious that square enix is pushing their disdain for atb combat systems and they're trying to capitalize on their luminous engine because that's what final fantasy 15 was based on which i think that's a little bit cynical but I didn't think the Final Fantasy XV's combat system was that bad. I never played fifteen, so I can't input on it. I mean, it's it's okay. Yeah. The issue that I'm having with this is that I am afraid Square Enix is going to try to super streamline this game. They're trying to do a retelling. And if you look at like the Final Fantasy VII games as a whole, the entire arc, what it looks like, it's like a, a fight between two people with really big swords where... In reality, it was cloning and climate change and the the military industrial complex and corporations. Yeah, the industrial, how, basically what's going yeah. on right now. People are just destroying the planet and all that other I stuff. I would hope that they would retain the main themes of the core, the story, game. The core game as a whole mm-hmm. instead of just hyper-focusing on I think, Cloud, Sephiroth, Aerith. I think 
and first of all, I, I can tell you right now, just calling it Final Fantasy VII Remake as the official name, I don't like the remake part. I feel, I don't know, it just feels weird to me just to say remake, like that's the official title. Well, like, you should give it an official title and then we would all just call it the remake. They do that for Spyro. They did it for Crash. I mean, it's it's differentiating yeah, itself right. from the other games. Yeah. My, my issue is like, I hope that they just don't, fixate themselves on solely Cloud, Sephiroth, and Aerith. No, I mean, even in the opening, you saw the three the three characters, what is it, Wedge and the other two characters that... Yeah, but that's like the opening Midgar scene. I'm talking about like the yeah. arc as a whole. I would think they did. If it's if it's as long as they say it's going to be, like, they got to have like the Kate Sith story, they got to have the Red 13 slash Nanaki story, the the Vincent story, are all those arcs. They're... It's all because it all accumulates, especially Vincent art. That arc, that all kind of, kind of accumulates towards Sephiroth too. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's going to be an adventure style. Like hopefully they stay with like the, like you said the core game. Mm-hmm. All I got to say is, be happy you got the remake because I got Legend of Dragoon, which I'm never going to get a remake <laughs> of. So <laughs> shut up. <laughs> what was that? Now, the one game thing. looks good. Were, were you the one that was talking about it earlier this week that somebody picked up the right? Yes. To Legend uh, of Anaplex picked up the rights of Legend of Dragoon because I when I was finishing when I was finishing Legend of Dragoon on the stream I had a, uh, a couple people in there talking about you know a potential remake and I was like oh mm-hmm. we're never gonna get a remake this one Twitch user said well Anaplex bought the rights and so we might see how long ago I don't know they said like we could see a Legend of Dragoon anime in 2020 which Legend of Dragoon anime could work yeah because that it game could is totally work fuck. You could make now. I don't know if you could make different seasons, but you could make a one you can make core different seasons. You could you, you could, could you could have four you seasons make, of that shit. You could have four seasons. Like your first one would be the Sergio War. Mm-hmm. The second one would be the Millie Sisu. Oh no, no, not Millie Sisu. Uh, Tiraboa. Yeah, Tiraboa, the you have the you know going to the home of the Gigantos and mm-hmm. all that stuff. That's when we could. So we can get introduced to Congo in the first season. Congo joins you in the second season. All that stuff. Yeah. Like you could have four solid seasons. Yeah. And it would work uh, because any voice acting would be better what's, than what's in the game. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> no, no, just keep but, the shit voice acting. That's fine. You can keep the the garbage ass voice. Acting. Uh, I don't know. I watched that final scene when I was streaming. I was like, this voice acting's real bad. Mm-hmm. No, keep it. <laughs> but you could man. do it. Like you could do that, and I think. If you made it cool enough to be, like, not just for specific Legend of Dragoon fans, so people could just watch it and be like... It's like the Thunder... If you did it like the Thundercats cartoon, the mm-hmm. anime, like, that only lasted three seasons, sadly, because yeah. that thing was fucking great. Mm-hmm. But you could do it the same way. Uh, someone said that they bought the rights and be on the lookout for uh, a, an anime coming out in 2020. Now, the page that was sent to me was all in uh, Japanese, and I didn't translate it. But all it was was it looked like they bought the rights to the soundtrack. It didn't look like they actually bought the rights to the franchise. So if if an anime does happen, we could potentially see very, very slim. We could see a either remake or I would like to see a prequel sequel where we see a game based on like the actual the dragon the campaign. dragon campaign. Yeah, you could do that really cool. That'd be so that'd be fucking dope. But maybe yeah. <laughs> never. We're not gonna fucking see it. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Hit weeks. Yeah, sure. Let's do the weeks. So 
I went out with a buddy of mine, you know, and I, and I, I end up going to the same stores over and over, but I got a few new pickups. Um, first off, Dual Hearts. Yeah. So I all these games that you're about to show, I have actually never played. No? So Dual no. Hearts, I think, is, like, supposed to be some Zelda-like The guy kind of looks like Tidus on the front. It looks like a cross not- between Tidus and Link. Uh, actually, not Tidus. I was going to say, like, Zidane. Zidane and... Uh, I don't know if I think... I guess Zidane. you could say Link. Maybe. Zidane, Zidane is from Nine. He's a little monkey dude. No, no, no. I'm, I'm tracking. Um, but it's it's made by Atlas. Uh, it looks pretty okay. good. It had good reviews online. You got you got to give us prices. How much did you get everything so for? So I got I got everything for a hundred bucks, but okay, Dual Hearts bad. was marked for twenty five. Okay. The guy that I go to, he's a very good friend of mine. You know, mm-hmm. gives me hookup deals all the time. And yeah. we'll we'll get into that at the end. Then there's another one called. <laughs> I was with a buddy of mine. My buddy Keon, he's from Nebraska. He's like the the only Rastafarian that's in the state of, of Nebraska. Oh. He was just like, yo, dude, this was my Halo. And I'm just like, wait, what? And he gives me this shit. It's called Tribes Aerial Assault. So I remember seeing this cover at video game stores, but I never bought it. So also I'm gonna call I'm gonna call Keon out. He's the one that sings in the shower, right? Yes, this is the one that sings <laughs> in the shower. Yes. <laughs> Yes, and it's funny because on the back it says like "Goodbye Halo," and it's like some fucking no name. It was made by Sierra, and they never. Oh, is that the Halo Killer? This is supposed to be the Halo Killer, <laughs> along with all the other Halo Killers that are in the Halo Killer graveyard. Exactly, that was four dollars. <laughs> I picked up Def Jam Vendetta. I like Def Jam Fight for New York a little bit more. Well, that but... one's the best one. Fight yeah, for New York the best is the best one. one. That one's that one's that one's got fucking. <laughs> Snoop Dogg as yeah. the enemy. Yeah, Crow. It's, it's fucking great. And Fat Joe, Bubba Sparks. Uh-huh. <laughs> but this is the last one that uh, I hadn't had from the trio. And then finally, and I was talking to Scotty from Mega Visions. I saw that. Echo Knight Beyond. I you know got a fucking deal on that. Nothing about this game. And I went in, and it was it, it was all taped up. It was all fucking taped up over and over again. There was a note on it that says, please do not steal the manual. There's cameras watching this very game. And he the guy has cameras in very strategic places, and that's where... Because mm-hmm. for some reason, he keeps all his expensive games out on the floor. But there's just cameras that are looking down. He's got a glass case in the back. But mm-hmm. for some reason, he decides, you know, it, I just want to keep everything up on the floor. They can bring it That's to me weird. and they give you the disc. Yeah, especially because he, he had a box and a manual of Fantasy Star for the Sega Master System. The box right. and manual by themselves, I think, are like $45. Like it's, Damn, it's just with no money, game? With no game. It's just money. The, like the game, with Damn. the game, it uh, goes up to like $90, $100 now. Shit fire. Yeah. So I ended up buying this, and it was marked for 55 and I'm just like, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll give it a shot. Scotty looked that shit up because he was just like, yeah, man, I, I had that game before. It's fucking weird. And he's like, yo, that's $100. Yeah, I think market was like $92.50 or something like that. $92.50 for a complete in-box copy. Now, the only so, damage that it has, I don't think it warrants a $45 markdown. The staples rusted. And it shows up and it bleeds through to the pages. You can see in the centers over here. Yeah. But yeah. even then... The disc by itself is worth like sixty something dollars. So I don't. You 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 got you got some you got a deal. I got a deal. At the end of the day, yeah. I got a deal. That's just what it comes down to. Now is this isn't like a GameStop or something. This is a mom and pop shop. Yeah, Sage okay. Mantis. That's my boy. Oh okay. Yep. Is he in the Discord? No. No, that's smooth. The, yeah, that's, smooth, that's smooth, Sage. smooth Sage. Okay. Uh, no, there's a grown ass man trying to make his money selling comic books and TCGs <laughs> and video games and shit like that. So. 
Yep. He don't get time for no fucking Discord. <laughs> I finished Sekiro. Oh, you I did? Nice. I finished that game. Yes. I got the purification ending, which I think is a decent ending. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's good. I'll spoil it a little bit. Sekiro sacrifices his life so that the the young master can go and live on. However, mm-hmm. I was curious. I'm just like, what is considered to be the true ending? And the true mm-hmm. ending is Sekiro takes the child, brings him to the Miko that you meet over. Uh, I forget the location, but it's like right after you fight the the four monkeys, like the see no evil, hear mm-hmm. no evil bullshit. Right. She turns it into a spirit and puts it into her chest. And she's just like, we must travel west. And I'm just like, wait, what? And it's just like, yes, we must travel west to restore his soul and spirit and body. This is Journey to the West, and Sekiro is like walking with them. I'm just like, there's a continuation. We you got, need to you see got the more. monkey god. Yeah, there's a monkey god somewhere in here. So I'm hoping Goku, that, Goku comes out. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I'm hoping that they make another Sekiro, and it's Journey to the fucking West. Sounds good. Still haven't played it. I need to play it. You need to play it. Need to play I know. It. There's a lot. I, dude, I, I have been come out as a fraud. I don't play video games. You know this. Exactly. That's, <laughs> we finished the Forge of Fury, which. Oh, cool. Fucking finally. Party. Now, was Forge, was Forge of Fury, that was the one with the big dragon queen? No. Or is this your new campaign? The new campaign is the Tyranny okay. of Dragons. So the campaign for Forge of Fury is the, they're in the northern area of the Forgotten Realms near the Sword Coast. They go to this mountain because they hear there's a bunch of orcs there. One of my party members was tasked by a noble that has connections to gangs in Waterdeep that they wanted a map layout of everything that was in the mountain because they knew that the forge was there. The forge is like this old dwarven forge where they made legendary weapons and shit like that. That's the one where one of the characters like just had to go through a door and he would have been in the forge, but he picked another path, right? Yeah, he. so one of the characters... The Construct. uh, yeah, the construct went down a waterfall. And he took damage every 25 feet. And, exactly. And then when he finally <laughs> got out, when he finally got out of the waterfall, he starts walking. And then there's this creature called a roper. And a roper yeah, 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 yeah. looks like a stalactite. And it's got these noodly appendages. And it just wants and to it feed. Wants to eat. And the thing is that all you got to do is like feed it one thing of throw a, fish. a size of medium or smaller. And it's sedated. But he... He was he like, nah, eaten. I'm going to punch it. Yeah, I'm going to punch <laughs> it in the face. I'm like, oh, okay, okay. Challenge okay. level five. You're a level three character. Go. I wish you luck. <laughs> but it was cool. That's they funny. they managed to clear out the forge. They clear out the forge of all the undead. They fought a succubus. I picked out my favorite party member and had them act like they were charmed, causing drama between the, the party members. That shit was great. And then they went down into the mountain. It's the, mm. the base level. It's called the Black Lake. And in the Black Lake, there is this huge huge pile of gold and silver and magic weapons and it's it's pretty dank but there's a young black dragon that's down there and the young black dragon has a breath why's it got to be a black dragon because that's how it wants to identify itself all right i don't choose i don't choose what the book tells me to make it, all right i had the same argument there because one of the players was like why has it got to be a black lake and i'm just like, it's a black lake it's void of light, all right? God damn it. <laughs> it's stupid. 
It's just dumb. <laughs> but anyway, so they go, and this black dragon pops his head every now and then from the lake. And as the characters are moving their way towards the the loot drop, you know, I just have the the black dragon just pop his head out and then use the breath weapon because it can hit thirty feet, and it does like eleven d eight, which the averages on that I want to say is like forty four points of damage per round. It's something uh -huh. dumb, and it's a line. So the first time I used it, I hit. The the dragonborn character he has resistance against acid but he still took like 22 points of damage so he was Damn. he was getting hurt they're like trying to scurry their way across these series of little islands and rocks in order to get to stable ground my tiefling rogue flies over and he's just like well fuck that i see the the treasure right here i'm gonna go grab that well then the fucking dragon comes in out of nowhere fucking yeets that motherfucker right into the wall jumps over to where they're all at and they're all in this like perfect line so oh, no no acid breath right down the, the center like three of them go down but one of the characters had like this very rare legendary bow where it's just like uh -huh. i'm always going to hit you bitch and they managed to to kill it lots lots of fun was had we were able to turn it into the next campaign that we're doing which is i'm in the middle of prepping for the tyranny of dragons i've been writing down notes and shit like that but yeah, and then finally I watched Avengers Endgame. I didn't. You haven't seen it? <laughs> I haven't seen it, but I've already started seeing the spoilers. I mean, so like, are you are you much of a Marvel fan? Yeah, I've watched almost all of them. Okay, so um, as, I would I would just I'm keep, not going to spoil. I, 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 yeah, spoil. I've seen spoilers, but try to spoil. try. Yeah, I wanted to go see it this week. I want to go see it this week. I draw a lot of allegories, and maybe that's the wrong word, but I draw a lot of comparisons from Avengers Endgame to War of the Spark. Um, there's a really? lot of very similar elements to it. They're all, with all these big characters are trying to fight major, this one big exactly. guy. Endgame is by far way better than Ravnica War of the Spark. Did you watch Infinity War? I did not. So this is, this is like maybe my first or second Marvel movie, and I decided to skip to the end. Yeah, you, you kind of fucking scumbagged it. So this, this is, this is well, a buddy of mine asked me to go, and I'm just like, okay, yeah, I'll go see the movie okay. with you. And he didn't know that I wasn't a Marvel fan. But this is, this is what I'll say about it. He, he assumed that you were. <laughs> there is two ways that a author or a series of writers can tell a story about a long-running saga. They can either tell it from the perspective of you have beginners going into this like noobs going into this people mm -hmm. like me and then they can give like a decent backstory of everything that's going on or you can tell it from the perspective of like you have a lot of veterans that have been following the storyline from day one all the way to where we're at now the right. problem that I think that Endgame suffers from is that they try to do both oh really they the very first hour they are trying to hit what every single character that has survived has been doing. I'm not going to get into details of what that is, but right. it's just, it's very long and drawn out to the point where I felt that it was boring because I was just like, I'm here for right. fucking superheroes. I'm here to like to see shit go down. Right, right. How many times did you go pee? I didn't. I stayed through the entire movie. Oh, you got I, the I, badge. <laughs> yeah, I, I stuck through the entire movie. I will say that the one thing that absolutely pissed me off, that especially in the first half of the movie, they are constantly bringing up the event that took place five years ago which was infinity war and i'm like i get it i get it the, the snap killed everybody i get it you don't have to keep on repeating yourself yeah that's one of the reasons like a lot of people say like you don't have to go see captain marvel mm -hmm. to get 
to understand what's going on. Yeah. So, you know, I might, I might actually, I'm supposed to stream tonight. I might actually skip that stream just to go see Infinity Wars tonight. You mean or Endgame? Endgame. Because my wife, I would have to go with my wife, and my wife gets home at 6.30 and goes to bed at like 9 because she has mm-hmm. to wake up at fucking 4.50 in the morning. So we can't see it throughout the week. Right. I might actually cancel the stream tonight. And go I, see the game. I'm not saying that it's a bad movie. I don't think it's a bad movie. I think that's a pretty I've, good movie. I've been in it for the long haul, yeah, so you, I might as well finish it. <laughs> the thing is, is that, that that movie is made for fans. There is a shit ton of fan service. There are certain mm-hmm. elements that I don't personally understand, but I'm chalking it up to... There's a reference There's a reference in that movie to something that was said in Ant-Man and Wasp. I probably missed that. Yeah. There was shit that was referenced in Captain America comic books that I thought was pretty yeah. fucking cool. Well, th- there's a part where she's like, Wasp says, okay, Cap, and then her and uh, uh, Paul Rudd just kind of look at each other and smile, and then they go on. So apparently in Ant-Man versus Wasp, he says Cap. It just goes right over some people's head he goes cap and she goes what who the hell's cap he goes ten america that's what we call him cap and she goes that's dumb <laughs> and then in the end game she goes okay cap and he just kind of looks at her and smiles and i was like i wouldn't have got that i didn't watch ant-man and wasp <laughs> <laughs> i didn't even watch ant-man <laughs> i just know paul rudd is ant-man <laughs> yeah I, I mean look all i'm saying is that from the perspective of someone who has never seen a Marvel movie and for some mm-hmm. fucking reason my dumbass decides to go see Endgame. Endgame. It's, it's not a bad movie. I think that the fight scenes are really good. My yeah. only other hate for Endgame, or I should really say any other superhero movie, I hate God characters. Captain Marvel being a Superman-like character because she's just super strong she just she just takes punches she was just taking them from thanos i like that thanos was like doing desperation attacks in order to hurt her because i i like Mm. seeing the heroes struggle trying to trying to win because it's not fun watching a fucking demigod beat the shit out of everybody on the fucking battlefield then you so you said you like it when you see the heroes struggling yes so you would have liked infinity war a lot more i think because the whole movie is a fucking struggle yeah they're struggling to hit to to not get him i'm not gonna lie the entire battle in endgame it's don't get me wrong it is badass it is super Mm -hmm. badass but it definitely feels like it's a little bit one-sided yeah that i think you would have liked infinity war when it came out because Mm -hmm. like the snap happens and then the movie's basically over okay like i loved so if you ask me so you know my feelings on the new star wars yes i like the old star wars mm-hmm. let's get that out of the way i like four five and six my favorite is five mm-hmm. because it's so fucking depressing yep <laughs> empire and strikes inf- back is the best infinity war is the empire strikes back out of the two movies mm-hmm because they're, I mean, kids went and saw this movie. They're, they're like, they're my, a lot of them are like, my favorite character is like this. And like, that fucking character just disintegrated. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, at the end of the movie, I'm like, yeah. And then like, all these kids are like, oh my God. Yeah. Like, welcome to reality, motherfucker. <laughs> but uh, no, I, I got to go see it tonight. We're going to go mm-hmm. see it. So, no. And Endgame is, is pretty good. For me, I would say that it is like, a six, maybe a seven, but I think that's a lot of it has to do with me not having. You have emotional... a very different taste in movies, though. Yeah, I don't have an emotional attachment to it, and I'm more of like a psychological thriller mm-hmm. or you know a, a military action style. I went movie. and saw the Predators movie, or not Predators, but the Predator, and I mm-hmm. loved it. And I went on Twitter, was like, "This is a really good movie," and I got fucking wrecked. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Even Matt McMuscles was like, oh, yeah? Why do you think so? Because I don't think so. And I love Predator. I was like, I liked it. It's dumb and stupid, but the first one's the best one. Okay. It was better than Predator 2. Predator 2 is... I, w- I will rewatch. So in preparation for the Predator movie, me and my wife watched all three Predator movies because she had never seen any of them. And we watched the first one, and she goes... These are just like slabs of meat fighting the predator. I'm like, yeah, it is. <laughs> fucking Arnold and fucking uh, not Billy Zane, uh, the guy that Carl Weathers, Carl Weathers, all that shit. Like they're just fucking slabs of meat fighting this fucking pre. But that's what it is. Like that first half of that movie is just like this is an army recon mission. Mm-hmm. By the way, so that's what I love about the Predator movie, and I wish they. It's the same thing with if you ever watched, uh, if you ever watched the Predator, or if you watched the Thing. They put a scene in the very beginning of the movie where it shows a spaceship coming to Earth. And in both of those movies, I don't think that scene should be there. The movie should just go into it. Right. So, like, the beginning of Predator, you're just like, oh, hey, this is like a this is a recon mission movie. And then 25 minutes into the movie, nah, bitch, this is a sci-fi horror movie. And it's the same thing with The Thing. You're like, what the fuck is this thing? Oh, shit, it's an alien that replicates. Yeah. But the minute you see that scene in the beginning, you're like, oh, this is something from space. Yeah, and then it kind of, like, ruins the immersion uh, for you. Yeah, it kind of, like, takes my blue balls away. Because it's like you're not, actually, you're not getting scared because you don't know what this fucking thing is. You're going, like, yeah. this is bullshit because it's fucking aliens yeah like because the th- the predator and the thing are in my top five favorite movies of all time mm-hmm. the thing is probably my favorite movie of all th- all time okay because of the way they use the practical effects the way that there's paranoia the entire time of the movie and i love it and at the end you don't even get a happy ending or anything at the end you're just like what the fuck? <laughs> okay, it's super I, I, great. I haven't seen the thing. I've seen Predator. I haven't seen the thing. Don't don't watch the thing, the 2011 remake because it's a prequel to mm-hmm. the old movie and it actually ruins. So like, watch the thing 1970 1980 1979 sure. 78 something like that. It's great. John Counts. Carpenter did a. It's he, I think John Carpenter even says it's his best movie. Okay, like it's his favorite movie because he loved it. So, so you would say that it's better than Alien? Yes. Okay. Because Alien 100%. is my favorite movie, or one of my favorite movies. It's definitely. Uh, what's one. good is they're kind of you, and what's good is that both of those movies are kind of the same. Uh, there's not so much replicating to where you don't know who's who, but it is a very haunted house movie. The characters are trapped, like in Alien, they're trapped on a spaceship. Mm-hmm. In the Thing, they're trapped basically in Antarctica. They're at this uh re- this research base they're trapped there uh and it's you know there's a horror theme you don't know what's going on but yeah i like the thing more than i like alien and i love the xenomorph that's the thing though the thing doesn't have you can't look at an image and be like that's the thing because it doesn't have a specific character model it's whatever the fuck it wants to be but the xenomorph i would say i like the xenomorph model better i do like that i like a penis monster (laughs) it's it's a penis monster it's based off of H.R. Giger. You have, like, a lot of love for phallic-looking creatures, man. Man, they're scary. <laughs> <laughs> they're terrifying. Penises, I've never... Look, I can... I, I've, I've watched a lot of porn in my life. I have never looked at a penis and been like, that's adorable, or that thing looks cool. They're all fucking terrifying. <laughs> all right, Audio then. listeners, Chris is just shaking his head. <laughs> all right, then. Uh, so, is... The, that, so we're going into my week now? Yeah, that's that's <laughs> all I got. 
you know, you had uh, you had the perfect moment to fucking stun me, man. <laughs> uh, my week uh, was actually super fucking boring. Uh, <laughs> let me pull my my week. Uh, so streaming wise. Uh, we finished Legend of Dragoon. I fucking pulled, I think it was Tuesday night. I streamed until 2 o'clock in the morning, my time. And I was yep. like, we're getting this shit done. Because that Melbu Frama fight is so fucking long. It is not hard. It is long. Yep. Although at the end, I did, I was like trying to Mega Man it real quick and just be like, oh, let's do this real quick. And one of the things replicated Dart. And I was like, oh, no. And one of them insta-killed Miru. And I was like, oh, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> but we got there i was just basically all those moon serenades i've been keeping i was popping all those mm-hmm. all the items i had i was like miru do it like albert's i hit almost every flat of a blossom storm and he's doing like 1400 damage by himself because it's nice. maxed out nice i'm like i'm not worried about maxing out these other additions i got the one that mattered right <laughs> So it was pretty dope. We got that done. Voice acting is still terrible. The ending cinematic is really good, though. Uh, all the, we all also, the cinematics in that game look really good. They're good. Voice acting, like, like I said, comes from that era that wasn't great. But yep. the for the time, those cinematics are bonkers. Yeah. They are bonkers good. Super good. Yeah. Uh, we also started Mario RPG. We're probably going to finish that game in the next three days. Because that game is super easy. <laughs> I'm already about halfway through the game, and I only streamed for two nights. And one of those nights, I cut the stream early because it was only a two-hour stream. It is a very easy RPG. I remember playing that, like, way back in the day. And I was just, you know, I I felt that the game was easy. But at the same time, I'm, like, I'm, like, in middle school, high school. So I didn't, I guess I didn't think much of it. Going back to go play it, I'm just like, okay. It's very. It's it's, it's a product of its time. And for me, it's kind of, like... I don't want to say boring, but it's, it's, uh, I can see it's a little, dated. it's a, it's a, I'm not, I like the game, but it is a very, it's not, like I said, it's not going to take us much. I could probably beat it. If I stream for three hours or four hours the next two nights, we're going to be done with it. Yeah. And what we're going to do is just to kind of, because tomorrow I'm going to launch another Twitter thing on my personal one. I won't launch it on the Scrubverse, but, uh, I'll probably, I'm just, I just going to play some platformers. Uh, I got Mario or Super Mario World 2 I want to play. Okay. So we'll probably just finish the week out with that. So the streams for the 20th until the 31st, I won't be streaming because the first week me and my wife are going on vacation in Florida. And then the next week I have to go to Austin for work for a week. Nice. We got this big thing that we have to launch and all that stuff. But it's only one week, so that's not bad. Yeah, it's not that bad. Uh, we launched something this week, didn't we? <laughs> yeah, if, if you couldn't tell from the fucking new yeah, names. Yeah, if you shit. can't tell from all this shit, we launched a new brand called Scrubverse. We, we've we been working on this, what, for about, about the last three weeks, right? About three weeks. Yeah, because at first we were like, we want we know we want to have a brand. We, we, we want to keep our individual things, but we want to have a brand that we can say is ours. Mm-hmm. And... We went through a lot of fucking names, man. Like, we had Retro Freaks for a while. Retro Freaks almost made it. Almost made it. But, and I'm going to I'm gonna tell, this will be the origin story of the name Scrubverse. <laughs> and I'm only going to tell it once. So you have to listen to this podcast. So Scrubverse, I'm, we're, we're trying to figure out the names. We can't, me and, me and Chris and Connor, we just can't agree on a name. And I text my buddy and I'm like, hey, uh... He texts me. He's like, don't forget to update your uh, address for the Bloodstained Kickstarter. And I was like, I didn't back that. I forgot to back it. He's like, that sucks for you. I was like, I did back Subverse, though. And he goes, more like Scrubverse. And I went, 
let me take. I gotta type this in. I gotta tell Chris. I was like, guys, Scrubverse, and both of you just went, holy fucking shit. And we looked up the Twitter name. We looked up YouTube. They were, we were like, it's not taken. We have to take it. Go, 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 go. <laughs> so we decided on that. We we got the we, our buddy Osin Art on Twitter. Go check him out. All of my icons have been made by him. I think actually you might look into getting a personalized yep. one for your stuff. Yep. Uh, just he did the, the yeah. Shout out to Scrub or shout out to Osin Art for making the Scrubverse logo and all that stuff. He was very very receptive with our feedback. I love working with him. Uh, he actually he drew a new Banbaros, the new Monster Hunter. I saw. It, he's super ass. proud of it. It looks really good too. It's super badass. He actually got uh on the Capcom art thing. I think he actually got shouted out. It was really? like look at the new band. Yeah, he's like check out the Bamboros fan art, and he was like, <gasps> "That's awesome." But, yeah, that is super for cool. Yeah, but Scrubverse is everything. So the for Twitch, it will only right now. I think we're only gonna have it as the podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, we. Later down the road, if we want to do things specifically for Scrubverse, where our brand maybe works with another brand, maybe we work with Mega Visions or something down the road, we can do something that way. Uh, that's not official, by the way. That's just something I threw off the top of my head. But if we would end up as a brand, want to work with other brands, then you might see things on the Twitch channel. But mostly right now, it's just going to be the podcast. We're going to stick with our individual things. Chris is still going to work on his streams and his your videos, though. Any most videos or any video content that we create will go through the Scrubverse YouTube. So the plan is is that I am dropping the way that I do my streaming. I had a really nice overlay for it, but however, I really want to focus on getting back into video editing. So I think that's me, your forte. Yeah, for me to do so, I would need to get rid of all of the the side shit because when you it's try to much. just clip the the gameplay. I'm going to lose quality and resolution. So, right, right. You know, that's just, it is what it is. That's what I got to focus yeah. on. Well, we got an Instagram where we're going to post a bunch of fucking pictures that we like. And uh, that's basically it. Yep. Check out our Twitter. We're still going to, like, we're still going to have our individual things too, but we're going to have other things. The Scrub versus what we're going to be using to, like, probably reach out to, like, indie developers and stuff like that. That's, that's our more professional thing. And then you can go see the stupid shit that we like on our personal stuff. So. Right. Pretty much. Uh, besides working with audio shit, I've been... It, audio is a fucking uphill battle for me. I'm trying to get things... I just want things to sound good. I think things sound fine now, but I want to work on other things. So I've been working on audio. I've actually, actually been working in Audition. I've also been working in uh, Premiere. So I've been working with some video, uh, video editing stuff as well. Uh, we went and got some furniture for the house, so I'm gonna get my couch for my office and all that stuff. But otherwise than that, it's just been really fucking boring. Yeah, my condolences. So. <laughs> I mean, that's what it is. I've been cooking. I've been cooking dinners a lot this week. I've been. I'm loving my my uh, not my office, but my kitchen because everything is propane now. Mm -hmm. So I can't. I will never go back to electric, dude. Cooking on gas is super fucking sweet. Yep. So I will. I still haven't done the video editing and all that, but there. Uh, I will show once I get them set up pictures uh, all around my office. There's kind of like a lip above the windowsills. Mm -hmm. So what I'm thinking about doing, I have a lot of figures that I don't have bookshelves space for because I have all these windows now. I can't have as many bookshelves if I, as I did. So what I'm going to do is I'm actually just going to buy some not very – like maybe not very wide 2 by 4s put them up there with some L brackets. Boom, I have shelves for all my figures. Nice. 
just all along it. The thing that's going to suck is dusting those motherfuckers because they're going to get real dusty being at the top of the ceiling. Yeah. But fuck it. <laughs> It'll be all right. That's all I got on my week, bro. That's all I got. Let's do some news, man. In uh, today's episode of Damn Randy, You're Fucking Crazy. <laughs> Damn, Randy, you the <laughs> illest. <laughs> <laughs> fucking tensions between Claptrap voice actor and Borderlands studio reach a fever pitch. Claptrap voice actor David Eddings stated that he refused to reprise his role due to not receiving his total promised pay for Borderlands 1 and 2. Uh, he dug further deeper when making the comments i'm not telling them how to run their business but maybe next time they should put the 12 million dollar payment from 2k into gearbox's bank account instead of giving randy pitchford a 12 million dollar fucking bonus that apparently he got quote unquote secretly yeah it was not like broadcast 12 million dollar bonus million dollar bonus that's dude 12 million this is a this is a main situation so you've heard this have you ever heard the story of costco ceo i've heard things about costco ceo costco ceo basically instead of making upon millions upon millions of dollars because they could make he could make probably you know a hundred million dollars a year stupid amounts of money yeah he make he keeps i think he keeps his yearly salary at around like four hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year which is still pretty fucking good very generous all of it goes back into the company Giving like giving employees bigger raises mm-hmm. and all like that's how you run it. Like twelve million dollar bonus, man. That's ridiculous. All of that should have went to the team. Like I get it. He is the big big dog, but I'm a very firm believer believer in being a leader instead of a boss. Right. A leader will jump into the fray with you. A boss will tell you from afar how to do things to get out of the fray. Yeah. So Randy's crazy. Donald Randy's- Trump and Randy need their phones taken away. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Eddings, soon after making these claims that Pitchford uh, assaulted him during GDC 2017, uh, Eddings offered to take the role for free for Borderlands 3, so long as that he was paid in full his past royalties and received an apology from Randy Pitchford for the 2017 assault. Gearbox at the time decided not to respond to the offer. Um, but Eddings is the third voice actor who did not receive a response after an offer to voice act. Mm-hmm. Both Troy yep. Baker and Nolan North also stated that they would love to reprise their roles. However, Randy Pitchford, for some reason, stated that the audio director for Borderlands 3 claims that they both turned down their roles when they were initially offered. That's something Randy's saying to save his butt. Yeah, <laughs> which is weird. I, like, why would you call out both Troy Baker and Nolan North unless you just don't want to pay Troy Baker and Nolan North money yeah that's the thing too it seems like so i don't know if eddings claimed the physical assault i don't know if he claimed like did a police report i don't know did he do a police report back then or is he just now bringing this up because it works in his favor like if you're ever assaulted claim shit right then and there yeah that's the thing though we don't know if he documented yeah, like, bring that shit to light. Like, I understand he probably didn't want to bring it to light because he's like, oh, shit, you know, I don't want to bring this to light. I could get fired, you know, and all that stuff. But don't put up with that shit. Yeah. I, I To be honest, I don't know. That's a thing. That, it's, we it's don't know. We don't of, know. Like, he says, she say. Yeah. Also, like, just pay your voice actors for shit. Like, if, hypothetically, let's say, let's go both down both uh, routes here. Mm-hmm. Let's say... Eddings didn't get paid, and all this is true. That's bullshit. Make sure you pay people. On the other side, let's say they did get paid, and now they're just being assholes about it. I don't know where I'm going with this, but <laughs> but 
I, I, I like to play devil's advocate a lot. I like to play on both. I don't automatically want to say I want to be on this side or I want to be on that. I try to be, let me look at both sides of this story. That's probably one of the reasons, like, now I guess this is, I have a hobby in video game journalism, because let's be honest, that's what we do with this podcast now, mm-hmm. is we're video game journalists that don't know shit about anything. <laughs> so, well, since the the accusations gearbox has since responded in saying that there is currently an investigation into the mm. incident that took place in 2017 however they are not outright accusing or saying that randy pitchford assaulted anybody or that a crime was committed so that's where they're at at the moment but randy needs that's... randy randy needs like a um a retainer he needs somebody like next to him at all times <laughs> to make sure he doesn't like Say something yeah. fucking stupid. He needs an um, intern to be like, don't think that's a smart idea, boss. Exactly. He, like, <laughs> he needs somebody to proofread all his Twitter messages so that he can come out in a clear, concise manner and act professionally. Again, he needs the same things he needs as what our president <laughs> needs. <laughs> it's it's dumb. It's so it's, dumb. It's like, stupid. It's I mean, I, I think the problem is, and we talked about this last week, Randy's very passionate. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's say it nicely. He's passionate about what He's he says. He's a very passionate man. Maybe he just needs to be banned from Twitter for like a day or a week or a year. <laughs> I would go as far as to say it's just like have him step down as CEO, put him on the board of directors so that he still has yeah. a connection to his fucking shit and let someone else take the helm because it's just yep. no shit's no, crazy. No Twitch chat. No Randy Pitchford for president. That's not No. It's not I don't know who's worse. I don't know who's worse. Uh one is only for video games. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Anyway, moving on. Uh, Electronic Arts says the old way of releasing games doesn't work anymore. Electronic Arts acknowledged during its uh, Q4 FY 2019 financial results conference called that Anthem, which is expected to be one of the biggest releases of the year, did not live up to expectations. Due to the failures that Anthem has produced, EA is reevaluating mm-hmm. how they go about doing their live, develop- live service development. They're saying that this whole trickle drop feed bullshit that they're doing in order to build up the excitement just mm-hmm. isn't cutting it anymore. And they are drawing a lot of comparisons to the way that Asian markets uh, operate, especially yep. in China and South Korea, where they will soft launch, like have a base launch out yes. and they'll have it to small sectors like it's almost like beta yep. testing or going out and having small groups play the game like the game is supposed to be finished but they're yeah. they're essentially doing a mass QA and they're yeah. having the fans do it on their behalf and they're giving and I, the feedback of how to fix yeah. the game I like that yeah it's, I like it's a it really good it, idea it get like it does you do lose the oh my god I gotta play this game I'm so hyped up for this mm-hmm. game Guess what? You're hyped up for a game that doesn't work. Right. I would rather rather do what what Asian markets are doing right now. Do this. Hey, the game works. Now I can play a finished game. It reminds me almost like Steam Greenlight. So yeah, it's like do, they'll, yeah, they'll yeah. come out with like an alpha or beta build or close mm-hmm. to a finished product. And yep. then, you know, if people like it, they'll they'll yep. pay into it. And then they use that money to fix all the bullshit that they need. And then from there, they keep, continue to build onto it. They're not right. going to see a lot of profit in the front end, which is the way that Western markets operate. You have this launch, right. everyone buys it, and then it trickles down as time goes on. It will be a more long-term sustained um profit so hopefully hopefully it'll fix the way that uh ea and you know maybe even other developers 
uh, operate their live services. Yeah, I mean, Anthem Anthem is getting... It's just one thing after another with this game. Hose. If it's if if it's not problems with the game itself or the loot system or the way it's being released, it's just people being pulled to other games. Hose. And we'll get into that later. I don't know, man. I think that's all I got to say on that one. <laughs> nope. Nope. It's all trash. It's real bad. Speaking of trash. Speaking of trash. <laughs> uh, Bethesda's been ripping off Watsi. Bethesda's latest Elder Scrolls adventure has been taken down amidst cries of plagiarism. Promotional Elder Scrolls-inspired tabletop RPG contained widespread instances of apparent plagiarism from D&D Adventures League modules published in 2016. Uh, Bethesda released a tabletop RPG adventure called Elsewhere, borrowing entire concepts from The Black Road by Paige Lettman and Brian Helsler. Heisler, however you say his fucking last name. Yeah, sure. Examples of the plagiarism are as filed. This is like the be- opening statement, like the beginning statement. For mm. the Black Road, this is the D&D Adventurers Guild. Their opening uh, lines are, there's nothing like the desert to make people feel small and insignificant. In every direction, huge dunes roll across the landscape and an even bigger sky looms above. The oasis of Virgintil is a motley collection of some beach tents and a vast desert. Elsewhere, nothing beats the desert to make people feel small and unimportant. In every direction, enormous oh dunes my roll across the landscape and an even larger empty air skies above it. The oasis is on the border of Cyril Dill and Elsewhere and is a colorful collection of sun-drenched tents in a vast desert of Elsewhere. It's, it's not even like you tried. You... Hey, can I see your homework? Uh, yeah, but don't copy it. Just don't change it a little it. bit. Just change it a little <laughs> bit. Uh, other examples are including that in the opening sequence, um, you know, there is four wagons in both games that are pulled by two labor animals. There's one wagon for food. There is one wagon to carry water and medical supplies. Each wagon carries a single statue of some religious or cultural uh, importance. A right. caravan, tra- the caravans travel in two shifts each day, roughly in the same time frame. It's like you didn't fucking try. <laughs> and you thought that you can get away with it because you pulled it out of a fucking adventurer's league, which all those things go out in fucking cycles. Like, you thought that nobody was going to fucking catch you because it's supposed to be obscure. No, you went after Watsi, who owns D&D, and pulled their Adventurers League, which there are still people who run this in fucking Adventurers League to this fucking day. It was just ran six months ago at another fucking local game shop. Like, holy fucking shit. What were you thinking? There are so- What the fuck were you <laughs> exactly. thinking? Exactly. What we should have named this podcast Scrubverse. It should have just been, what the fuck are you thinking? Oh, man. We got to make that an actual segment. Yeah, seriously. I like that. There's going to be legal action yeah. issues with this shit. What people have been like saying is just like, you know, with video games, Bethesda has been known, or and even other companies. I'm not going to just pin it on Bethesda. But there are other people out there that are saying, you know, when it comes to video games and people rip off video games, you, you can say it with between Fortnite and PUBG. There are elements that you can take from each of those games, I guess you could say, and make it your own. Put a little bit of spin on it. You're essentially taking the same concept of the game and just maybe tweaking a little thing here or there. And it's not plagiarism because you don't own an idea. However, when it gets written to print, that is a completely different story. 
Yeah, so this kind of brings up what I used to do. So before I even started streaming and stuff, I used to be really big into Perler Beat Art. I don't know if you know what yes. that is. I'm talking, I I was at many fighting game tournaments, because that's where I started. Mm-hmm. I would make uh, basically Mega Man 8-bit versions of people's characters. You know, Chun-Li, started with Street Fighter and all that. Uh, we had some problems because I was basically accused of stealing this one guy's art and all this other stuff. And I'm like, well, you made the pixel art version. I'm making this an actual, like, you know, physical product. And then come to find out all you got to do is, like, change a couple beads or throw your little swing on it and all that stuff. This sounds a lot like that. I had a lot of, like, I had a lot of trouble with that shit. Like, mm-hmm. that's probably one of the reasons why I got out of it. Like, I'm talking, I did, I have made tons of stuff. Like, I have made... I went to Murfreesboro, Tennessee once for a Kumite in Tennessee, and I made with with the tournament uh or tournament earnings and the online earnings that I was getting, I made thirteen hundred dollars that weekend. You went to a yeah. fucking Kumite? Yeah, I was at two thousand thirteen. It was really what, early. What is this Kumite? Because your Kumite may be different from the Kumite that I'm thinking of. It's called KIT Kumite. It's a fighting game tournament. I'm thinking from like the fucking movie. <laughs> no, no, dumbass. <laughs> it's a fighting game series. Yeah, it's a fighting game tournament series where it's done. It's been in, in Murfreesboro. I think it was in Memphis, Tennessee once. It's all around uh, Tennessee sometimes. And uh, basically, I no longer do it because there's a, another Perler Bead company called DC uh, Dynamic dynamic custom beads that basically were able to do it better than me they had a bigger they got they are they are sponsored by evo like mm-hmm. they get brought out the evo and all that stuff and we were kind of neck and neck at one point like trying to like basically we were bidding for venues because in the beginning wow. i just got asked to be at venues but then like they kind of one upped it and were like hey we're gonna put 250 dollars in the street fighter pot and i'm wow. like i can't i can't compete with that like i, yeah. can't, I just can't do it so I kind of got out of it, and I started doing things just kind of like on my Facebook page and all that stuff. And I just kind of – then I got to the point where I just wanted to make – because I lost track of why I wanted to make stuff. I mm-hmm. wanted to make stuff because I thought it was cool. Yeah. And I wanted to keep this stuff. And then it turned into a business that I really didn't want. And so, yeah, I made some money off of it and all that stuff. But uh, but the, going back to what the original thing brought me into this is they're like – you could just like what you were saying, just put your little spin on it. Yep. And then it's not plagiarism anymore. I'm like, uh, is it, though? Because, like, you took a core system that someone made, and then you were just like, now it's mine. <laughs> <laughs> so well, you can't do that with printed pen and paper product. It, no, it's not, not when you can put things side by side, and you're like, this looks a lot alike. <laughs> yep, no, so Bethesda's legal team has been contacted, and they are currently investigating the accusation. But this this can go pretty big. And while the the adventure has been taken down, it is still apparently available on a Facebook linking to their Dropbox file. Yeah, you can get into the Bethesda Dropbox file and pull it out. So it's it's all printed out. You Here can, we go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, w- I would uh, I would have like a week off with my D and D group and be like, hey, we're gonna play elsewhere, aka the Black Road, aka the adventure we played three weeks ago. So there you go. <laughs> Just like go in there and fuck with their files and make it like a porn adventure. <laughs> the, the Scrubverse adventure. Yeah, yeah. the Scrubverse yeah, adventure. That's how you do it. Lots of dragon dildos. Yep. <laughs> again, again with the phallic shit, dude. Penises are funny. <laughs> 
Two things that are funny in life, penises and toilet humor. I don't care if it's a fart or a poop, it's gonna make me laugh. <laughs> you can put a fart sound in anything and it makes you makes me laugh. Anyway, I'm taking the next one. <laughs> I'll keep that in mind. Yes. Uh, next one. Senator Hawley, I think I said that right. Hawley. Uh, announces bill banning loot boxes and pay-to-win mechanics. Yep. Game developers shouldn't be allowed to monetize addiction, the Missouri Republican says. I started reading this, and I was on the government side about this. Mm-hmm. Yes, the pay-to-win and loot boxes are bullshit, but now we have the government involved. This is probably not a good thing. We have talked about this in the past on we have. previous podcasts. Yes. Conservative Missouri Senator Josh Hawley announced that he plans on introducing the Protecting Children from Abusive Games Act, which would target Mm -hmm. the modernization systems that utilize pay-to-win mechanics and loot boxes in games that are targeted to players under the age of 18. This will pretty much sweep out any game, both mobile and console, PC, whatever the case is. If it does not have an M rating, it's on the chopping block. And even then... Fuck, rated M games are targeted to minors who are 17. So even then, they can go ahead and say, it was like, hey, you have to take your fucking loot boxes or your fucking pay-to-win schemes out and get the fuck out of here. Uh, the bill will have microtransactions that involve loot boxes and pay-to-win elements completely removed from games with the enforcement of the Federal Trade Commission. Um, since then, the ESA has responded that they are looking forward to fight the act, uh, citing numerous countries, especially in the EU and Australia, that have determined that the monetization practices in these games do not promote or constitute gambling. And I think the way that they've gotten away with it in those countries is that they have to list out is exactly what the win rate drop is mm-hmm. like for example with the gotcha games what your yeah. win rate drop is for like highly valuable jpegs or highly valuable items armors bullshit yeah. whatever i does i this, does this does this come under the thing of parents just watching their children like just monitor it like now you got because because you weren't monitoring now the government's involved so, I, I'm not usually really big on the idea that you're setting a moral standard mm-hmm. and everyone has to follow that moral standard. I, I'm, I'm a little bit more liberal than that. Right, but the, right. the problem is, is that this is inherently targeting the, the financial livelihoods of people. I have friends where their kids would just get a hold of their credit card and buy $300 worth of microtransactions in a fucking bus game. Yeah. Jesus Christ. It's, it's stupid. I guess, yeah, it's a different, because I don't have kids, so mm-hmm. maybe, and I don't have, like, anybody that I've ever had to watch to be like, don't fucking buy this shit or don't do this. Like, I mean, it is an addiction. And not only kids, yeah, you can... see adults addicted to this shit, too. I remember when I played fucking Fire Emblem Heroes, and I, I would just yeah. drop money. I, I just would, dropped money because I want a, I wanted fucking Ike. And I remember when it first came out and I found out that the Ike wasn't in the fucking game. And I just dropped like 300 you bucks. You got fucked, son. Yep. <laughs> it's stupid. And then it's you're chasing dumb. Takumi. And no matter what I did, I could not get a five-star Takumi. Oh, I got one. <laughs> so, yeah, fuck you. Fucking dropped off that shit. But anyway, no, I, I get it. It is an addiction. It is oh, yeah. 100% an addiction. Like, I'm scratching myself even as I think about it. Like it's, Jesus it's, Christ, man. Uh, I don't know. Like, the, the bill is in very, very early stages. It's like, not, it still I don't has even to think g- it's been brought up. And I think that the, what they're trying to do is they're trying to bring it to, I guess, arbitration, where they're yeah. trying to bring in the ESA 
to put on their side of the story. But yeah. even then, because this pro- is going to affect this will affect ESRB ratings too. It could. It definitely yeah. could. But the the problem is that I foresee is they tried to do this very same thing in Hawaii. There was a Hawaii a Hawaiian mm-hmm. senator or congressman that came up and said, we want to ban loot boxes in video games for the state of Hawaii. And they had a guy, this crockety old man, come from the ESA and try to give his side of the story, and he could barely answer any fucking question. But Really? Yeah. He, he, couldn't, he couldn't answer the questions like, have you so done with research that, which, to now attest that it's this, not gambling? Th- is this loot boxes only for winning, or does it mean cosmetic things like uh, Overwatch too? I think that they would try to target everything, just because that's the problem too. You're just going to lump everything in when it's not everything, and, and that's that's what I've been gathering from this bill. I've been looking at some of the the keywords that are in here. I think they're just trying to take a sweeping action at it because they specifically brought up pay to win. And then they brought up loot boxes. There's nothing loot boxes about cosmetics. Even when companies bring out loot boxes that have, you know, gear that makes you stronger and shit like that. Like, remember with the Battlefront 2 fiasco. They got or fucking hosed. Shadows of Mordor. And Shadows of Mordor. Those yeah. companies got fucking hosed to the point where the majority of them backed out. And then they only had cosmetics. And that's, like, the big thing now. Even with Borderlands 3, with Destiny 2, with Battlefront 2, with Anthem. The the loot boxes are supposed to be for cosmetic reasons only. Well, that's being targeted here under this fucking bill. So I don't, I don't know. It it, it looks like they're trying to go after everything. Shit's cray, bro. Shit is cray. But we'll see. <laughs> um, I think that it's supposed to go up later on this year to see where it goes. But yeah, we'll keep an eye on it. We'll uh we'll bro- we'll broadcast. We'll uh we'll keep we'll talk about it more when we get more development. Yep. Moving on to better news. Nintendo Switch is set to dethrone the PlayStation 4 in total lifetime sales in the country of Japan. Yes. For the week of April 22nd to the 28th, the Nintendo Switch software sales took up nine of the ten sales spots, while PS4's sole entry into the top ten was resting at the very top with Days Gone. Days Gone sold uh, 114,000 copies, while the combined total of Switch titles sold for that week equaled out to 107,000. Uh, the Nintendo Switch managed to ship another 42,000 units in that same week in hardware sales, while the PS4 shipped about a fifth of that figure. Uh, I was going to say that the... So if you look at it, what did you say, 114? The gap between first and second is pretty large. You also got nine things from the Switch on there. That's yeah. Dude, Super Mario Bros. U Deluxe is still on here. That ga- And Mario Kart 8, those games came out so long ago. Well, U Deluxe, I think, came out recently it came because, out like a month and a half maybe two months ago yeah so i mean that's that's still recent mario yeah, kart so mario kart was a launch title that was yeah that came out if it wasn't launched it was soon after because breath of the wild was a launch and then mario kart mm-hmm. 8 was like a couple months after like maybe a month or two after yeah i think that's what it was big boy switch taking down big boy sony yep that'd be it we, t- we talked about this last week like so like switch is coming for you like nintendo is i don't Make know like I, i'll say it every week i love my switch if i have an option to buy a game on ps4 pc or switch most of the time i'm buying it on switch yeah and, and once once they open up the chinese markets it's it's over because they'll be the first ones in From oh yeah. what, it, what it looks like it looks like they'll be the first ones in in reality the nintendo switch is listed as the 15th best-selling console of all time while the mm-hmm. playstation 4 is in sixth but that said 
the PlayStation 4 is listed in 12th place in Japan, with the Switch coming in right on its tail in 13th place, with a difference of <laughs> roughly 60,000 units. I, I give it another month, and I would say that the Switch will overtake Japan in total sales. So Nintendo is coming back, because Nintendo's been, over the last few years, Nintendo's been pretty quiet. Besides with the 3DS, like, their Wii U sales didn't go as well as they hoped. Uh, the Wii did amazing, but, like, they were... It was it, for the last while or for the last few years. It's been like Xbox. It's been Microsoft, Sony, just and then boom, you had boom, the 3ds, boom. yeah. And then the 3ds is like, oh, the 3ds is keeping Nintendo in. And then they came out with the Switch, which I'm pretty sure is what the Wii U was wanting to be. Mm-hmm. And the Switch, they're just like, we got this shit now. Yep, like, slamming everybody. Anyway, speaking of fucking slamming people, <laughs> what's going on with this Rage Two? Well, first of all, what is Rage Two? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. No one's heard about it. Rage 2, the game, is not very perceptive to criticism on social media. This guy, uh, I guess we can say it. It's it's Paul Tossi. He said, if you don't know Bethesda's Rage 2 is coming out in four days, I wouldn't blame you via Forbes. So it was a Forbes article saying, like, you didn't know this game was coming out in four days. And then what was it? Rage 2 came out and said, LOL, who even are you? What are we, in kindergarten? <laughs> this is just, like, another element of people trying to do this the sentient brand bullshit kind of like with wendy's and i fucking like i like wendy's <laughs> like i like I the, some of the shit so that wendy's does fucking annoying and it's like you know you have one of them that's depressed and you have another one that is that's like, arby's <laughs> oh, no arby's is into like the anime and shit like they no well it is but arby's arby's is the one that's oh no yeah you're right that one's into the anime and the video games mm-hmm. i like the arby's one yeah like where they cut like they make what would they make? They they made nightmare from Soul Calibur out yeah. of Arby's boxes. Yeah, like that's the one I like. Uh, Wendy's is just I I look at it more as savage, like unnecessarily savage and all that stuff. And Don't get me wrong out with that stupid fucking mixtape. What you didn't know about that? No, they, they came out with a mixtape. Oh, yeah, God. Our, like fucking uh, Wendy's came out with a mixtape. It was terrible. It was terrible. I'm, Don't listen to it. All right, so. I want to do a quick thing. We're going to do a tier list real quick. You got to do it off the top of your head. So you got to give me the tier list goes tier S, A, B, and C. You got to give me one restaurant from each of those tiers that you think. Okay. Um, Taco Bell is at top because I'm a fat piece of shit. I like Taco Bell. (laughs) My A tier would probably be five guys. I don't even like five guys. Five guys. Five guys is all right. The burgers are okay. Yeah, my B tier, probably Moe's. And then okay, my, yeah. C, my C tier, because it's the lowest one, would be like McDonald's. Yeah, I'm going to so, I'm gonna work backwards. I'm going to say my C tier. I would say C tier is probably McDonald's. I'm not really big on McDonald's anymore. Uh, ever since I went on this diet kick, like mm. I don't even eat McDonald's. Uh, next tier B, I'll say Burger King. I like Burger King a little bit more than I like, uh, McDonald's. Like if I had the choice, I'd go to Burger King just Mm -hmm. because I like the flame grilled and all that shit, whatever. And their chicken sandwiches aren't bad. A tier, man, I'm probably gonna have to put Wendy's there too. Like I like Wendy's, Wendy's burgers. If I go for a fast food burger, I'm going to go with Wendy's. Okay. Like their Baconator is just like, that's my jam. I like Baconators. Uh, what's my S tier? I don't want to say Taco Bell. Like I eat at Taco Bell a lot, but I'm not gonna say like it's amazing. Oh my God, you have to eat Taco Bell. It's so good. 
nothing there is like amazingly good. Uh, what would I put in the eight, the S tier? I'm trying to think. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off right now. Chipotle's good. Chipotle, if you want some protein, if you're trying to like go on a protein diet, Chipotle's great. Mm-hmm. But S tier, I'm trying to think of places I went to when I was down in Austin. Oh, man, I'm about to get some real flack on this one. I'm going to say In-N-Out. In-N-Out is my S tier. I love In-N-Out. Dude, In-N-Out yeah, is great. fucking... I'm calling out all you fucking Whataburger fanboys right now. In and Out is better than Whataburger. I think that In and Out's better than Whataburger. I think that In-N-Out Whataburger is, is really good though. But if I want a Whataburger it's sandwich, than I'll go Five Guys. Like fuck if, that. If I want a Whataburger sandwich, I'll just go to fucking Sonic. They're the so, same Sonic fucking burgers to me. Sonic is only good for their drinks. I know, but the Sonic burgers. If you get a Super Sonic double cheeseburger, it's basically just a Whataburger burger. Like that—that's my thing. Anyway, okay. how do we fucking get there? We talked about fa- uh, and it, I don't know what were we talking about. <laughs> we were talking about rage too. Oh, the Wendy's, fucking, the Wendy's anyway, Twitter, and all anyway, that shit. Anyway, so, rage two needs to calm the fuck down. <laughs> anyway, Paul Tassie wrote an article about how next to nobody knew anything about rage two, uh, mm-hmm. and it was since it was coming out. I think it comes out like tomorrow or Tuesday or some shit like that. Uh, this was launched on May tenth. It says in four days. So yeah, two days. Yeah. So. The article came out to be very much in support and in favor of Bethesda marketing this game because it looks quite good. It's, it looks yeah. way better than the original one for the PlayStation. Bethesda read the title and made an uh, made a assumption off the title. Yeah, and then the feud became accidental marketing for Rage Two because now everybody knows what Rage Two is. Like, I don't know if that was in the again for it, but again, was this intentional? Did they reach out and be like, hey, we're going to be an asshole to you and all this stuff? That's the thing. Like, I've got this fucking video game conspiracy brain. You know I do. I'm like, what if? Like, this is ass. Like, this, th- what you see right now is like, mm-hmm. oh, they're an asshole and all. What if this was planned? I'm telling you, man, I could be an amazing, crazy ass PR person. You can be <laughs> Jesse the Body Ventura for. Of for PR video, for, for video PR, games. For video games, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Just like the same with the Sonic movie. What if? What if, what this if was that all was the plan? plan? What if that was what, the plan? I live in this mystical land of what if that I want crazy concocted plans to work. I am an evil scientist. Yes. <laughs> but I mean, like, then Jason Schreier goes to throw his hat into the fucking fight and just to try to, you know, throw Bethesda's name even further into the mud than what they already need it to be. Uh, right. Saying how you know Bethesda has blacklisted Kotaku for the last four years, trying to drag journalists' names in the mud, and how they're very Trump-esque in trying to attack their credibility and bullshit. Totally forgetting the fact that four years ago they fucking leaked out everything about Fallout 4 and the reboot for Prey. But it's yep. just like, look, you went against our NDAs. You, we told you that we didn't want these things. They even did the same shit to U- Ubisoft. But mm-hmm. Bethesda's the bad guys. I think that. Rage 2, they're just trying to pull a Wendy's. They're just trying to be hip and with the kids in this Because I think Wendy's kind of started that. Yeah. Like, they're like, oh, let's be like, the the young kids like this shit, right? Yeah. <laughs> that's that's my CEO voice. Like, what the, f- how do we make money off of a tweet? <laughs> exactly. So they're just trying to, to play on this fucking, it's fucking sentient brand bullshit. So I don't know. Yeah. It's 
it's stupid. It's it's annoying, but hey, by the way, everybody Rage- knows that Rage Two is coming out. Yeah, Rage Two comes out tomorrow, two days from now. But when the podcast comes out, it comes out tomorrow. So check it out. Yeah. <laughs> so there you we go. Got free publicity from Scrubverse. <laughs> For what, whatever's that's fucking worth. It ain't worth shit. It's not worth a goddamn <laughs> thing. <laughs> Scrub verse ain't shit. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Further proof that Anthem is pretty much dead in the water. Key Anthem devs, devs are moving on to Dragon Age 4. Uh, in a series of tweets that have been released by uh, Mark Daya, Crow Robertson, and uh, Jay Heinrich. Um, they are all pretty much saying that they're not working on Dragon Age 3 and they're not working on Dragon Age 5, but they are indeed working on a Dragon Age. So, yeah, that was being tweeted out by uh, uh, Mark, Mark Dyer. Mark Dara, yeah. Yep. Uh, Chad Robertson says that, you know, we remain <laughs> I thought 100%. You were about to say Chad Muska. <laughs> yeah, Chad Muska. Uh, we remain 100% committed to the anthem and we look forward to showing players the new content that we're working on. We want to make sure that we aren't over-promising, so our updates on what's coming into the game will be focused uh, when we have things near completion. What that pretty much means is we're throwing the roadmap out the fucking window. Uh, anything goes, we'll let you know when something happens. Yeah, all of our resources have been brought taken away, so let's see how this shit goes. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, I think it's important to note that a lot of the people that are saying that they are committed to anthem and their post-launch content coming out they're all coming out of the the austin uh studios Mm -hmm. which again they are the ones that they were the the second tier studio when compared to edmonton and they were the the ones that were working on all the live service support for Mm -hmm. the old republic so it I guess you could say it makes sense that you would hand it off to Austin, but again, it just it just means that all of the core creativity that they were looking for in Anthem in the first place is being picked and removed and being pushed over to right. uh, whatever Dragon Age 4 is going to be, which could I, very well be BioWare's last hurrah. Yeah. Did, uh, did I ever tell you... I've told you about when I used to play WoW and I was part of uh, raid groups and all that stuff. I, I led a raid group. You never told me this. Okay, so this story sounds so. I was part. Uh, ironically enough, I don't think they're around anymore. But we were. I was part of a guild called Twitch. This was before Twitch was big and all that stuff. It was really cool. Uh, I got in there. This was during Wrath of the Lich King, and okay. so I was on my shaman. I was a raid leader for Group B. Okay. So I got us together. We would raid on like Tuesdays and Thursdays nights, and then Group A would raid on Mondays, Tuesday, or Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays because they were the one that were pushing progression and all that. And we wanted I was I didn't want to be in the A group because I didn't think I was that great. So I was like, sure, I'll lead the B group, and we were getting good. We were getting on par with them on progression. But the problem is, every time something came up, or someone in Group A couldn't show up, or someone in Group A got kicked out, they came to Group B and took my players. They took my tanks that I taught them the fights, and I got them geared. They took my top DPS. Mm-hmm. They took my top healers, which most of the time I was the top healer, so they took the next healer because they didn't want to take me. And I'm just like, every time I see this, like I see Anthem getting all their developers and stuff taken away to the other team. I'm like, been there, bro. I know what it is. I know. I've been in the streets with y'all. I know what you're talking about. But it's frustrating as all mm-hmm. hell. Because you can't do anything. Yep. Like, you're just like, I want to make a good product. I want to show that we are a good group, but you took my guys. Like, what the fuck do we do? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like at this it's, point, I used, 
at this point, at, in the beginning, I was like, fuck Anthem. I don't like Anthem. I don't like this game. Now I'm actually feeling sorry for them because, like, it's kind of getting, they're kind of getting fucked over now. And it's happening so fucking fast. I mean, there's there's been a Reddit yeah. post that's been ongoing uh, with all the bitches, moans, and complaints about what's going on with, with Anthem. And Twitch viewership is down to less than 200 views within the last seven days. Loot yeah. drop issues have not been addressed in over a month. There's been delays in the battle plan and roadmap for Anthem, which has now become non-existent. They're still Jesus. experiencing server crashes, bugs not being fixed, yada, yada, yada. And now to top it all off, now their head developers are moving on from Anthem to Dragon Age 4. It's, Man, that sucks too. Their names are attached to this, and then you're just like being forced to move on. Mm-hmm. Like, like so now your name doesn't your name doesn't mean shit because you're attached to shitty products that aren't finished. It's an it's Andromeda all over again. Yeah, and, and all the over thing again. is is that Andromeda, you know, that pain was like stretched out. Like that yeah. went on for a while. This here, this is like Anthem came out like what two three months ago, yeah, before. Was it January or February it came out? I think it was like February. I think so, it was around that time I started seeing streamers play it. Yeah, so within the last so. three, four months, this game is fucking dead. This game is essentially yeah. dead. There's Nobody Fuck wants this. to play it. Fuck this Michael Gamble, too, that says there's been a lot of incorrect speculation on this. The studio support and commitment to Anthem has not changed. Mm-hmm. Don't lie. Don't lie to me. Yeah. I'm not. Don't think I'm fucking stupid. Like, I know that we kind of put on the facade that we're dumb and we don't know anything we're talking about. We know a little bit to know that we're not getting fucked in the ass. Yeah. So don't play that game with me. Don't play that game with me. I don't know. I, I don't really have a whole lot of faith in Anthem. I hope they turn no. around. I hope it turns out to be a, a fucking No Man's Sky. At this where... point, I hope that it's successful strictly for the names and the people that are attached to it. Yeah. Because if not, then... Motherfuckers are going to be needing new jobs because I don't think that EA will continue to support and retain Bioware. No. Like, they've gotten rid of a lot of their smaller studios. Like, you know, you have your Visceral, you have your Origin, you have, you know, all the other major studios that they've come and devoured. Bioware, even after Andromeda, they've decided to to hold on to. And now even after Anthem... I think that they're they could be looking to close everything out with Dragon Age Four, and then see what happens. Maybe if it's Dragon Age Three, Dragon Age Three was a big success for them. Yeah, Inquisition. It's the part of the reason why they they got so comfortable in doing the shit that they do, because yeah. Bioware magic. That's how Dragon Age Inquisition worked. That's mm-hmm. why it became successful, and so that they tr- apply, tried to apply that same work ethic for lack of a better term, to Andromeda and Anthem. Um, Fingers crossed for Dragon Age 4, but I have no faith in it. And I guarantee you probably within the next five, six years, Bioware is gone. Yeah. Speaking of companies that might be gone. (laughs) I don't uh, think so. No, I don't think Riot's going to get, you know, shut down after all this. But this is a big thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, Riot game worker, Riot, Riot Games... Workers, that sounds weird, walk out to protest forced arbitration of sex discrimination suits. Mm-hmm. So we have uh, Jessica Kent joins a walkout at Riot Games in protest of the company's move to force arbitration on two sexual harassment lawsuits. Kent is one of the two plaintiffs in suits against Riot Games. This is some crazy stuff. From So a lot of the speculations, or not speculations, but a lot of the stuff that you see is like, 
uh, what do you saw? One of the signs was my uh, the person that you know I reported. Me. He got promoted. Yeah, I reported. Uh, I got it's it's discrimination of you know sex discrimination in the workforce, and it's you think this shit doesn't happen, but it does happens all the fucking time. So there is a slew of different articles coming from L.A. Times, mm-hmm. The Verge, Kotaku, yep. um, detailing a lot of the grievances that these employers are facing. Um, for a little bit of a backtrack, pardon me, um, 200 workers have walked out this past Monday in an organized protest over the handling of sexual discrimination lawsuits. The way mm-hmm. that riot operates is that when you are hired on, if there is any sort of lawsuit or grievance that you want to bring up that you're looking to seek litigation for, right. um, riot retains the right to decide whether or not they want to push it to a no shit lawsuit or mm-hmm. bring it to an arbiter so that they can bring out a settlement. And some of the right. settlements comes down to it's like, look, we'll give you twenty five thousand dollars if you shut up and leave. Here's an NDA. Here's your money. Just go away. That's the way that riot has yep. been handling it. And a lot of workers are being like, no, this is fucking bullshit. And this shit needs to stop. <laughs> yeah. And all all this all these uh, calls for organizing these protests are coming off the coattails of other tech workers in the industry. Like you have Google and there was another company out there that also had something similar go down, but they're advocating for a unionization of tech workers. And in this case, video game developers uh, to support them through, you know, how to manage crunch Um, again, sexual harassment, sexual assault, um, just the general sexism, like, one of the articles, I think it was the Kotaku article, where the female employees would have to try to prove that they're gamers or gamer enough to go work at Riot. You know, what's a specific item in World of Warcraft? You wouldn't have asked us. And that's the thing. The, the same questions weren't being asked of male employees. And some of the females were just like, look, I can show you my fucking... my." level whatever tune because i don't play wow she was just like let me show yeah. you my tune let me show you all the hours i put she shouldn't have to rating. though and she shouldn't have to no. it's like if you're trying to build this society or this this workplace where everything is based off of meritocracy other than sexism i guess you could yeah. say for lack of a better word then right. have it reflect that look at the the work i have done not look at who I am from face value. You can't judge a right. book by its cover. Yeah, and and it's crazy. Like th- uh, that saying, there's just things I remember from our childhood. It's just like, you know, don't judge a book by its cover. Just kind of things that get tossed to the wayside that when you get older, you're like, oh, that's kid stuff. And then yeah. when you get older, you're like, what the fuck? This shit's still going on? Mm-hmm. Like, what the hell, man? Like, this is crazy. It's it's nuts. Like, it is, it is ridiculous that this is still going on in workplaces. I, I, I don't see it. As much, and I, I guess you could say that I'm fortunate for it because mm-hmm. the places that I have worked both since I started my civilian career and also my time in the military, there was always mm-hmm. like a big thing about diversity mm-hmm. and equal opportunity. I guess that, that's what it can come down to. It's, it comes down to equal opportunity, making yeah. sure that everyone is treated the exact same way across the board. And even when equal opportunity uh, claims uh, are raised against you or your boss or whatever the case is, you know, making sure that you're showing, hey, I'm following my rules and guidelines. I'm not saying some crazy 
fucking shit to a, a female. One of the right. one of the things in the uh, the article to Kotaku was just like, look, uh, oh, your your family, your husband must be very sad when you're gone because you're you're just so cute. The only reason why you have the job is just because of the way that you look, and it's just nice having a little bit of eye candy. You know, dude, one of the, what, yeah, what the fuck, of, man? Like, one of the superiors comes out to another female employee and saying, "Like, hey, you should be happy because your picture is being shared amongst this like group of supervisors, and they're just like saying, like, oh yeah, I totally fucking slam her and shit.' These Come are on, things, man. and I'm <laughs> gonna on, say man. this: these are things that, and you can't you can't govern what people think in their head. Mm-hmm. These are things people would think in their head. This is another situation. All these people need, like, what Randy and Donald Trump need. They need someone there to be like, hey, this is what I'm going to say. Is that okay? No, don't fucking say that, (laughs) you dumbass. (laughs) What the fuck are you thinking? (laughs) Like, it's just so much, like, too, that people like to... And I don't want to say that's flirting. That's not flirting. That's just, like, holding... That's harassment. That's holding, like, being like, hey, you're lucky you're here because you got a fat ass. I'm like, Mm like... And don't... I have a group of friends that I work with that we say that kind of stuff to each other, but we know that we're fucking kidding with each other. I would not say that, you know, about somebody I didn't know. I'm not. And even then, you could still hold that as sexual harassment, too. You have the privilege of familiarity. And yes. And it comes like, down to, like, the way that just your group of people operate. But that's, that's the reality how is, is that if somebody from the outside in views that and they're gonna be like that's sexual harassment yeah that would would definitely be looked at as sexual harassment yeah Uh, it is and the the thing is saying is that always happens is like someone would overhear be like oh that's fucked up why would you say that i'm like have you heard the shit she said about me (laughs) but like that's just that's our group and that's Mm -hmm. i think that's what happens is that mentality gets out of that group Mm -hmm. and those people in that in that group with that mentality think that they can say that to everybody yeah and you can't (laughs) You just can't. You can't yeah. do that. I mean, you can do it, but be prepared for the consequences. Exactly. <laughs> that's another thing is what, what's that thing we always say is like freedom of get, speech does not mean freedom. from. That's right. Freedom of speech does not mean the freedom of consequences. That so. is, well, I hope that I don't I have not followed up all the way on like what this walkout did. I hope it I hope it does something. But again, like I said, I wanted to bring up I wanted to bring up HR departments and companies mm-hmm. HR departments, a lot of people, it's human resources. They're there for they're there for the employees, not all the time. A lot of HR companies, I believe, a lot of HR departments are there to save face for the company. Yeah, they're there to protect the interests. They're of the there company. to protect the interests of the company. Whether that means we're going to compensate you or give you health insurance or do this, that's. I mean, if it makes the company look good, then we'll do it. If it doesn't, mm-hmm. bye. So. You know, sign this NDR, here's some money, shush, shush, be quiet. Since everything has come out, Riot has stated that all current lawsuits that have been slated for arbitration will continue to go through an arbiter. However, new hires can opt out of a mandatory arbitration case for sexual assault and harassment uh, lawsuits. So, I mean, that it's a step in the right direction, however. But that's only for future employees. Yeah, it does nothing for the The current employees, employees that are currently there are and, like, nah, you're still in it. Riot made that statement, I think, before the walkout, and people still went on to do their walkout because they were just yeah. like, no, 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 it's, it's, it's got to be good for everybody. It's, it's, no, it's bullshit. We all now have to fucking leave and come yeah. back. So what, yeah, it's, right we got to leave we and come back. All of our perks that we have are going to have to restart just mm-hmm. so we can be treated right. Right. That's fucked up, man. That's so fucked up. up. But we'll, we'll see 
how we'll be watching unfolds. this very closely too. Yeah. We'll see what happens. <laughs> That's about it for news, right? That's it for news. Let's uh, get to the fan questions. The chat. Podcast questions. I got it pulled up. You want me to start them off? Yeah, just kick it off, man. All right, cool. I got it. Uh, this is from our buddy Scotty Moe Fosho from over at Mega Visions. Uh, how could you do this to your mothers? <laughs> I think he's so meaning like the, the rebranding. Um, I thought he was doing a, talking about a podcast on Mother's Day. Oh, yeah, like so. Oh, for shit. anyone, we're filming this on Mother's Day, or we're recording this on Mother's Day. In um, my defense, I did all my Mother's Day shit yesterday. Uh, I met up with my mom. I got her an air fryer that she wanted. We took her out to lunch and all that shit. If it's any consolation, oh um, no, I forgot about. <laughs> I forgot about your history. <laughs> I have cooked a filet mignon dinner for my wife last night. I because your your son's at the age where they can't really do that stuff yet. Exactly. So dad's got dad's yeah. got to step in and kind of help out. Until exactly. I will call my mom. I don't have the the relationship. It's not your thing. It's not my thing. Yeah. I'll I'll we, I'll call her for Mother's Day. That's right. That's, there you go. And then my my wife's mom. We're doing stuff tonight at five o'clock. It's three yeah. o'clock now. So we're we got. Fuck off, Scotty. We got this covered. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, plus, my mom lives in New York. I'm in Virginia, so it's yeah, not like so. I can just go. Uh, his actual question is, mm-hmm. the Saturn just hit its 24th, but you said it might be its 25th anniversary, I think it's its right? 25th anniversary. We'll need to double check on that. It was, a very, it was a blind spot for many. Any exclusives you would love to see ported? <laughs> For audio listeners, uh, Chris went and got all of his Sega Saturn collection and just has it on a table next to him, and he just pulled out a stack. So here's this is this is Chris's segment now. Okay, (laughs) I I don't know if you know anything about the Sega Saturn. I don't know shit about the Sega Saturn. It was terribly marketed in the United States. Okay, Um, pretty much what ended up happening is. When the Sega Saturn was coming over, it was a very powerful console. It it still is a very powerful right. console, but it was very expensive. And okay. one of the big mic drop moments comes in two forms. Um, okay. One was when the Saturn was announced for a price. They said that they were they did this like long ass fucking segment at Space World. Or something equivalent to Space World, and they right. said we're selling it for I think three ninety nine. Okay. The president of Sony uh, Entertainment of America, whatever the the PlayStation hardware division is, gets up on right. stage and says two ninety nine and walks off, undercutting the Saturn by a hundred bucks. Then Saturn <sighs> turns around after they have already made deals with KB Toys, Toys R Us, oh, um, no. a slew of other different. Um, distributors, they turn around and say, we are releasing the Saturn we'll ballpark and say like a month early but the thing is that they already have contracts with certain distributors that they will do it on the specified date that they were originally going to do it. So people like companies like KB Toys completely dropped the Saturn. When I was younger and I was looking for a Sega Saturn, I found it in one place and I think that was like a Sam Goody. Like a Sam Goody was selling cuz I, I show our age, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I saw it in a Sam Goody cuz I was in the middle of buying Bomberman Hero and they still had Sega Saturn games and they had Damn. Uh, 
That's crazy. It's where I got. This I will piece. say that the Sega Saturn's fucking game cases are dope. Yeah, no, no, they're cool as shit. They're they're really nice jewel cases. Yeah. Um, they but, made a lot more games for the Saturn than I thought. <laughs> oh no! So in Japan, the Saturn oh, okay. is is Bonkers. fucking king, and I'm I'm gonna get into that a little bit. Okay. Uh, in the United States, it's a little bit harder to come by. Um, a lot of the games are very hard to find. A lot of the good games are very expensive. So that's why a lot of people who collect or play Saturn games to this day either get a Japanese Saturn or they mod their console to play Japanese games, which is what I've done. Oh, okay. Anyway, I'm going to get into it. Um, I would like to see a remake or a new version or you know a solid port of Virtual On. Again the the video is in reverse so yeah. sorry uh virtual on if you played the arcade it is uh-huh. essentially you are getting into your own gundam you have these two control sticks you have a you sword, got me so far you have a shield you have a gun you control one stick it controls one half of the movement of the robot you control the other one it's kind of like you're you're moving the joysticks to orient your your mech's direction. Oh and you, shit! Okay. You go. You boost. You try to close in the gap. Swing your sword. Fuck up the fucking enemy. It's a fun, sweet. It's ass a Gundam game. game. It's a Gundam <laughs> game essentially without being Gundam. Virtual okay. on. It's the shit. Uh, this you think that would be treatment. good with VR and shit? I think it'd be fucking awesome with VR. What are you fucking talking about? Uh, yeah, that's what I, H2O asked, or yeah. says it was a badass arcade game. I didn't know if it was an arcade game or not. Yeah. Uh, it had a sequel for the Dreamcast, and that was also really good. But if we're talking well, about strictly the, the dream, Saturn... Yeah, the Dreamcast was, got fucked over because you could just copy your own games. <laughs> yeah, the, that was that was terrible. Virtual on. That's going to be my first one. Uh, my second oh, one sh- that I would like to see... We have a list. See, yeah, I have a list. <laughs> I, have, I have about five or six games. Oh, shit. Yeah, it's, it'll be all right. Um... My second one, Shining Force 3, okay? In the okay. United States, we only got part one of Shining Force 3. There is two whole other games that okay. tell the story from different perspectives and adds on a lot of more important lore. And I might need to look into these games. I've never played anything on Saturn. Bro, the Saturn is great. I used to talk mad shit about the Saturn, and the Saturn has gone up in my rankings of what my in your tier list in my tier, tier list is like the thing now yeah I, i've been on tier list since like way back in the day y'all are just catching up to me <laughs> hipster tier list man anyway the point that i'm making shining force 3 is okay. a really solid saga um i would love to see a full official translation there is a fan translation that mm-hmm. you have to modify your your saturn in order to get those translation patches down but in the, at the end of the day, I think it's worth it. It's really good. Primo. Primo. Um, another game that needs a translation patch. Princess Crown was made by Atlas. Um, if okay. you've ever played Dragon's Crown, if you ever played Mirror Mouse yeah. of the Demon Blade, if yeah. you ever played Odin Sphere, Vanillaware, this is the team that made those games. They were originally part of Atlas, and then after Princess Crown was released... The people that focused on Princess Crown, they left to form Vanillaware. So oh, this okay. is essentially Vanillaware's first fucking game. Um, okay, cool. It's awesome. It's a great fucking game. You need to have a fucking uh, translation uh, document 
with ah, you. Okay. Like just just so that you know all the things that are going on because it plays a little bit more linear than so just that, like So that's a Japanese only game? It is a, J- a Japan only okay. game. Okay. Okay. Um but no, Princess Crown is f- fantastic. Uh it's a little pricey if you're trying to get the Japanese copy. Uh, mm-hmm. If you're trying to get a real copy, it is a little bit on the pricey on the pricey side. side. Yeah, I would. Okay. I, I bought it when it was like 50 bucks. I think it's up to 80 now. Another one. This did come into the United States, but it's expensive as all fucking hell. Burning Rangers. That sounds cool. Burning Rangers is really fucking cool. It's. I would say it's it's more of an action third person shooter. Um, okay. It's it's just so the Saturn a was a lot of games where arcade games got ported to and stuff like that too, right? Well, the thing or was is, was that more that, Dreamcast? Well, no, that's just Sega in general. Sega oh, okay. was arcades. Okay, you know? that that's what they're known for. Outrun and when Sonic didn't work, they were more arcadey, right? Yeah, exactly. Okay, like the the Sega Genesis was marketed to older adults because mm-hmm. they had all those crazy good arcade titles. So, yeah, you had the Blood Mortal Combat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, but Burning Rangers, I mean, a lot of people stream it. If you don't know what it is, go go check yeah, it out. Yeah, I have to go check solid. that out. Um, I got two more here, and one of them is probably going to be super obvious, but this one I don't think so. Uh, Dragon Force. Dragon Force is a strategy RPG. Basically, you have the choice of one of eight armies. Each army has a little bit something different. Each army mm-hmm. is commanded by a commander that has their own quirks, ambitions, so on and so forth. No, Chris. Dragon Force is a band. <laughs> <laughs> and one of the commanders is Herman Lee. <laughs> <laughs> Dumbass. <laughs> that sounds anyway. kind of cool. Dragon Force is a really cool name, just in general. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that 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 sounds like something that might be up my alley. Um, Dragon Force is complicated. It is a t- uh, it is a definitely lost a complicated me then. game. <laughs> um, that said, it's it's cool seeing you know your twenty, thirty, forty minions uh, do a wall of death with the enemy <laughs> and just kill them all it's 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 cool it's a great game i haven't beaten it Mm -hmm. um but i i want to say that i've gotten close so definitely check this game out and then finally because it's so fucking goddamn expensive and it comes up all the goddamn time panzer dragoon saga ah yeah there we go Um, i do know that one i do know that one just for the sake of people knowing what it is because it's so hard to come by um the the game can cost upwards of $700 loose. Jesus like, fucking yeah. Christ. Maybe not loose. I think loose, I think it goes for about three fifty four hundred. dollars um, My God. I paid someone's rent for this, and this was my payback. So, okay. <laughs> uh, I will say that the the rent that I paid was less than the value of the game. So, okay, there you go. Yeah. Perfect. I, I made my money on it. So there, well, there you have it. Those well, are my I guess, six games I would like to see come back in some way well, or another. Scotty's next question actually kind of segues into like the pr- game finding and the prices of games and all that set, mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, if anyone doesn't know, Scrubverse and, you know, Scrubverse is going to be at too many games on June 21st to the 23rd. That's right. Uh, so Scotty asks, anything you're going to be on the hunt for at too many games? How much should we prevent each other from buying? And I plan on walking away with a Dreamcast indie game and maybe a first wave Saturn controller for collecting sake. So here's the thing to keep in mind for anybody that goes hunting for video games. And if you're if you're new to the retro scene, 
Mm-hmm. These are things that you need to keep in mind. Conventions are some of the worst places yes. to go hunting for video games because you will going... find that one booth that mm-hmm. might be good, but most of the time everything's going to be overpriced. And in the day yes. and age of phones, I'm looking up prices. Yep. Um, I bring. I have a set of tools with me that I bring for anything cartridge-based because I need to verify that those games are real. Conventions are notorious for, for copies, repro carts. having repro co- carts and you know fake games because at a convention they're trying to make the maximum dollar mm-hmm. that they can in yep. that short weekend because so they're not going to be focusing on you they're not going to try to make sure that the customer is being serviced they're trying to make sure that the vendor is being serviced so when you go there protect yourself essentially yes. know what the prices are go on game value now go on uh ebay go on video game price charts whatever your preferred method is of verifying what prices are right i'm fairly new to the scene i'm fairly new to the collecting scene so i don't know what i'm going to be looking for just kind of things that catch my eye or something like that so i've been collecting for the better part of 10 15 years Mm-hmm. I, I've I've been in it. I've worked as an advisor to multiple video game mom and pop shops. Mm-hmm. You know, seeing if shit is real, uh, what's a decent price, how to teach them to you know look on their own. Okay, so on and so forth. So so I'm glad I'm going with you. <laughs> yeah, you you just want to make sure. Don't give in to the pressure of going to a convention and seeing something. You have to think: is the premium that I'm going to pay mm-hmm. worth more so, than the time that I can spend looking for this game either out in the wild or from an eBay listing. So with mine, mine, I'm not so much chasing the final product. Mm-hmm. I chase the deal. Which is better. Yes. I think that you should be chasing the deal than the final product. I have moved away from that because I've collected the majority of games that I personally want. There's a lot mm. of gems that I own. Uh, I have a few holy grails here or there. Right. But I mean, I, I own a copy of Final Fantasy 3 on Super Nintendo. That's about the biggest holy grail I have. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, to to be honest, it's like really more or less uncommon at the end of the day. It's yeah. it's a beloved game that's probably priced more than what it should be yeah. valued at, but because you know, I think it's, I honestly might actually just pick up like I don't have like collecting wise, especially since now I'm like getting into the Japanese carts of like mm-hmm. Nintendo and Super Nintendo games. I think I'm actually just going to like probably pick up a bulk of the like famous stuff that's probably not that expensive or hard to find. Like yeah. Super Mario World, Kirby's Dream Core, just games that I like on Super Nintendo that I don't have a physical copy of. I would even go as far as say it would be worth getting like the Mega Man games for the NES because they are yeah because I cheaper and especially now the with the Retro Freak that I have mm-hmm. like that Retro Freak's gonna sign, uh, like log everything and probably you know what probably a lot of Game Boy Advance gems that I missed like I think the the game the the Holy Grail for the Game Boy Advance Ninja Five O that game is a hundred dollars for no fucking reason <laughs> it's hard as shit to find. Yeah, but it's it's just you know. I'm not. I don't want to spend. I'm. We're going. I think we're going more to just kind of go for a getaway. Mm-hmm. Like it's your birthday. We're gonna meet up with some people. Like we're gonna meet up with the Mega Visions crew, like Scotty Mo and all that stuff. Chris and we're just gonna have hopefully yeah, Jason, whatever. Yeah, all that. Uh, hopefully, I think Connor's still on the docket to go. Yep. I mean, that's in his like backyard, right? <laughs> yeah, it's he just drives up. 
yeah, so we're we're excited to see everybody. We're gonna you know like drink and have fun and all that stuff. So I don't drink on my diet, but I'm drinking when I go to Florida and I'm drinking when I go to Philadelphia. Yep. So uh, it's gonna be super fun. So that's what I'm looking for. I don't want to spend a whole lot though. So uh, next question know. we got I'm from H two O. Pack of cash just to just to be sure. <laughs> Uh, I got to be careful with my debit cards and my credit cards. <laughs> uh, if you could take the Magic the Gathering IP and make an origin movie, who would you make the movie around and who would you want it to direct it? So first of all, I'm going to take this one. I would make the movie around Bolas. Okay. Like we have a very good storyline with Bolas. Bolas has been integrated with everything. Maybe Bolas and Ugin, even though Ugin kind of takes a backstory for a little while. But it's because they're brothers? See, that's the thing. Because there's like three major points with Bolas. There's obviously Bolas and the Gatewatch. And then there's mm-hmm. Bolas and Ugin. Uh, what about Bolas and... I, I always fuck up his name. He's uh, he, the samurai. The samurai archer dude that ended up defeating Bolas in the first place. Um, uh, that must be from real early. That's from super early. I forget his name. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. You could also You could also do... Uh, you could do Urza and the Phyrexians. I think Urza and the Phyrexians would be really strong. I would also yeah. like to see a movie about Teferi. Teferi is my favorite yeah. Magic the Gathering character. You could also probably just like Eldrazi in general. Mm-hmm. Like the fight of the Eldrazi, and then you could do a sequel of the return of the Eldrazi. <laughs> yeah, the Eldrazi is really good because it's you know it's it's pseudo Eldric gods. You got you gotta have you gotta have that one enemy. Mm-hmm. That like you like the Eldrazi or Bolas or the Phyrexians and all that stuff. Uh, if you wanted to do just like a, a an origin story about one specific person, I mean, you could get away with doing Jace, of course, uh, or Ajani. Yeah, Ajani, Ajani has a really good... Jace would be two of the stronger ones. I would even throw in Gideon. Uh, yeah. To be honest, Gideon would have a really good because he has a f- closing arc now. So I, I would <laughs> I would I would back that up even further. Gideon. Jace, Ajani, Liliana. I think. Yeah, I don't think Chandra's and Nissa's backgrounds are strong enough. Yeah, no. Not Um, to hold a movie by themselves. Liliana, I think, is strong enough, uh, especially with her interactions with Garuk and Jace. Um, Jace, just in general, Ajani in general. I mean, Ajani takes on Bolas one on one at one point. Here's one. Okay. Here's one that would make an amazing movie, and it would have a super good twist at the end. Is Dak. uh no that the Gitrog Frog story? Get the fuck out of here, dude! No, have you read? Have you read that story? No. So this, I'm not gonna spoil it for you. Then okay. you need to go and read because you know when these these new sets come out, especially with like. Not so much with War of the Spark and like the Gatewatch because we have actual storylines and shit. Mm-hmm. But back in Magic series where you didn't really have, you had different storylines going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Gitrog, uh, the Gitrog monster has a storyline that's amazing, and it's just a small, just a small little story that could make it as a thriller kind of horror movie. It wouldn't be like a triple A movie or anything mm-hmm. like that, but it would make a pretty good story. Like just kind of like. Any anybody that's listening to us that has like a college project that's trying to make like something like that, go with that. I'll I'll, I'll check out the Gitrog Frog. It's I was a good story. It's only maybe, a couple pages long. Yeah, I was also thinking maybe Geralt. I think Geralt might have a uh, Geralt. Help me out. Geralt was uh, Innistrad. He was the one bringing all the zombies and shit back. 
Oh yeah, like he's stitching, yeah, yeah, stitching all the bodies together and all that stuff. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that. Yeah. Um, but ultimately, at the end of the day, I'm probably still going to have to go with Urza and Misha. I think. Oh yeah, yeah. Urza and Misha. Oh the, the yeah the brothers. Oh yeah the, the the war between the brothers. I think. That and then would your stinger the would one. go into the Phyrexians and all yep. that stuff. Yeah, that that would work. That'd be I think pretty that would cool. be the best one. Uh, who would you get to direct your movies? I don't know directors, man. Michael uh, Bay. <laughs> no, not Michael Bay. Uh, uh, I guess you. I would like maybe if you could do like if you did like a humor movie, Guardians of the Galaxy. What's his name? James Gunn. Yeah, you could do James Gunn. I think maybe. I I'm not if I was a doing either. a horror MTG movie mm-hmm. like the Gitrog monster or Geralt or even i mean anything eldrazi with uh the vampires or eldrazi uh get the dude that did uh get out and us oh jordan peele there you go jordan peele yeah because i mean he's two for he's two for two now so yeah yeah i could see that he may if horror the guy knows horror we could do that that'd be pretty cool i don't know if he would ever agree to that but Probably not. Now, if you want to do a Gatewatch action-y movie, then you got to get then one you, of those big. You get whoever directed the Avengers. And yeah, you do... can do that. Because that's that's just MTG Avengers. That's all it yeah. is. That's all that is. That's why I hate uh, the fucking Gatewatch. <laughs> uh, next, one's, uh, next one's from H2O as well. What is your thoughts on the Predator trailer and the Final Fantasy remake trailer shown at the Sony Direct? I kind of think we kind of already hit that. We, t- we touched on that in the beginning. Um, yeah. I would uh, look at the VOD just to go over it. Yeah, go back and check that out at the beginning. Mm-hmm. We talk about that a little bit. Uh, n- the final question we have is from H2O as well. Uh, now I've It says, now I've been to every convention in the Mid-South with hundreds of stories to tell. Is there any really good convention stories that have exceeded statues of limitations? So, I- I've got, I don't want to say that they're amazing. Um, some of them are like really stupid and pathetic, but like, yeah, I'll fucking go for it. I went to Animazement in 2014, mm-hmm. 2014. I was really big into Yu-Gi-Oh. I went with all my friends to oh, Animazement, no. but they had a huge Yu-Gi-Oh tournament and I'm just like, Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to spend like a couple hours go there. I didn't know that the turnout was going to be fucking massive. There was like <laughs> 200 people there and yeah. they did a double elimination tournament oh it was double elim double elimination tournament so you got put into a loser's bracket i didn't make it to loser's bracket because i won all my matches up until top eight where the top eight were just like please let us leave we have other (laughs) things to do well there's a convention going on exactly i was there for six hours i was there until one in the morning it was smelly yeah (laughs) But the hey, you don't funniest, have to worry about that now. That's like in the actual rule books now. But the thing is, one of the funniest things that I ended up doing, it's when I was playing at the time, it was when uh, the fucking the Noble Knights, that, that three-month period where the Noble Knight archetype in Yu-Gi-Oh! was really strong. And I went in there, and I was the only person that was running it. And I'm just like, okay, I'm going to control deck the shit out of y'all bitches because <laughs> I'm a filthy fucking blue player, and that's how I get down. <laughs> Um, but I That's played funny. against uh, a player that was dressed up as Seto Kaiba, acted like Seto Kaiba. Oh had my god! A Seto Kaiba deck style, and oh, he god. he was in character the entire time. It was fucking great. 
It was out fucking standing. And oh I my had God. the best time shitting on this kid. <laughs> you just beat the shit out of him, didn't I you? I fucked his ass up, man. Oh, man. Locked down his board. It was great. Really uh, good time all in all. Yeah. I've got, uh, when we went, I went to Anime Blues Con 2. I think that was the second one. I met Steve Bloom. Okay. Uh, Steve Bloom was really cool. He was really down to earth and all that stuff. Uh, I mean, I guess I could say what uh, exceeded my expectations was MAGFest because I met you. Mm-hmm. So, like, and I met you guys just on a fucking whim. Yeah. Like, I, we were in line. I was standing between. So, Jason was just as Jotaro from uh, part part three of JoJo. Ew, you said Jotaro. Like, his- <laughs> Whatever, Jotaro, whatever the fuck, fuck off. Uh, he was standing in front of me and my buddy Alex, and then you guys, you Connor and Richard at the time, were standing behind us, and mm-hmm. you guys are talking over us. We're just kind of standing there, and we're just like, mm-hmm, da, da, da. and you guys happen to look at my Twitch hoodie, and they're like, "Are you?" You're like, "Are you a fucking streamer?" And I was like, "Yeah." And they're like, "What the fuck are you doing? Like, tell us what you do." And I was just like, "Ah, uh, okay." <laughs> yep. Uh, chance, chance meetings, man. Yeah, H two O. Yes, that was at that was when the Anime Blues Con was at the Hilton. But uh, I went to MomoCon one year. MomoCon was real fun. We got to eat at a lot of cool places down in Atlanta, and uh, that was just cool overall. Uh, but eh, one that was kind of disappointing was BlizzCon. Like BlizzCon was cool for the first day, but it's mostly esports e- stuff. Yeah, and I'm not really big into that. The only appeal for BlizzCon for me would be anything Diablo related, and I would have. I went to one that wasn't a big one. Yeah, that's like if I went, if I happened to be at the one that Diablo Four gets announced at, then Mm -hmm. yeah, that's gonna be. I was I played Diablo Immortal. It was fun. I liked it. I will defend that game. The game is good. Uh, I played uh, Warcraft Three Reforged, and I played WoW Classic, and I was just like, "Eh." it's fun because I'm in LA. Or mm-hmm. I'm, I'm in California. So. You got to do all the other California-based things. Yeah, I got to, you know, I got to partake in things. And mm-hmm. uh, I also got to see my buddy I hadn't seen in a while. So that was awesome. Thinking so, about so. going back. I'm thinking about going back and seeing him in November. So nice. not, for, not for BlizzCon, though. I won't go for BlizzCon. Just no, to go and hang you. out. But that's it, for, that's it for questions. So Sweet. That's going right, to do it cr- for today. Well, no, no, Chris. No, I got no, one thing. No, what, Chris, what is it? What is it? This week you get game of the oh, week. So okay. what is the game of the week, Chris? Well, I'm I'm gonna go back because I love this game so fucking much. Yo, get you a copy of Princess Crown. That's my game of the week. There we go. No copy one's heard of, of it, so yeah, go go fucking look for it. There you All go. All right. Well, there right we go, then. man. Now it's over. Now it's <laughs> over. All right, everybody, have a good week, and we'll see you next week. Thanks for tuning in to the Scrubverse Podcast. If you would like to keep up to date with us, follow us on Twitter at Scrubverse Podcast, at Vetted Games, and at Tornado Jones. Email us at scrubversepodcast at gmail.com. Also, don't forget to check out our giveaway this month. Links will be provided in the podcast description. Yeah.